Hello and welcome to Bits and PCs episode 107. It's me, Vimesy, once again. And this time, a uh, little light-handed this week, but we made up for it by dragging the Beastie out of retirement. Well, oh, yeah. he's tired, but we just got rid of him. Um, so he's back in town. Welcome, Beastie. How you doing? You well? Oh, yeah, very, very well. Um, Beastie is here for a flying visit before flying off somewhere else. Where are Clone, you off to? Cologny. Clone. Um, yeah. Gamescom next week, which is, I have to say, has come round faster than. It's quick, isn't it? Mm, yeah, I was. I really thought it was a bit further away, but August has come and it is here. Sometimes it's a bit later in the month, but it's going to be an interesting one. I'm not quite sure what to expect. Why is it going to be interesting? Because I was thinking about this because I was. There's lots of talk at the moment about Eurogamer and, and stuff, and whether people are going on. And I cannot think of very much that's going to be at. Say yeah. Euro games that I actually want to see. So what am I? What am I missing here? Is there I, something? Another Xbox price drop, probably. Um, maybe. What? I don't know. It's. I mean, Gamescom's not like E3 in the sense of it. There's a lot less announcements going on. That's not to say there won't be any, but it's not like they do. E3 is really a um, uh, more of a press event than it is a consumer show. Whereas sure. Gamescom is definitely a consumer show. Oh, press yeah, it's going to smell. It will. It'll be. It's going to stink. Can you take your hand rub? No, take because what, rub, what, what, you, what you sensibly do is because Wednesday. Well, that's good. You can manage it. Is Wednesday is meant to be just um, business only. It uh-huh. doesn't pan out in quite that good. So. Because I have an exhibitor badge, I can get in quite early, so I'll go in first thing, check out the stuff that's working. Bearing in mind that I remember last year that I tried to get a game of Titanfall and the thing didn't work because it was that early, which is always mm. a good sign. I remember um, that now, yeah. And so I will cruise around Wednesday, and by about 11 o'clock I'll be done. And I probably will try to avoid going back to the show floor again. Ever. Yeah, it's it, it's. Isn't it something like 100,000 people they oh, get? No, through no, 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 330,000. Yeah, but hundred thousand people per day, effectively, oh, probably, isn't it? Probably something, yeah. something along those lines. So for, is it three or four or something like that? But anyway, it's you know, Thursday it's the equivalent to Glastonbury, basically, yeah, isn't it? It's it's all inside, and every year I've been to the Cologne, it's been sweltering that week, like proper oh, August summer. I'd love, I see, I'd love to go to Gamescom, I really would, but too many people. Honestly, I think for the UK consumer. Um, Eurogamer is a generally better venue. You're going to get most of the products there. Mm. Yeah, I'd appreciate it's a month later if that makes any difference at all. No, none whatsoever. Um, I think it's just because it's like, it's like let's, let's face it, the chances of most of us going to E3 is slim, and Gamescom is achievable in the sense that it's just over there. Yeah. You know, hey, we, you know. How long it could you could easily do a week you know a weekend jaunt over there and back again, but uh, yeah, E3 is yeah. <laughs> not quite that. And Eurogamer is Eurogamer, yeah, but it's just in Hell's Court, man. There's no sort of mystique to it. But you know, going to Cologne for Gamescom, yeah. I like the idea. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting show. Um, it is proper bonkers, proper packed. Um, I'm not quite sure what to expect. I mean, so far I'm not massively excited about the Q3, Q4 launches. There's been nothing that's gone, oh, that's exciting, because everything I was kind of looking forward to has all been, oh, 2015, 2015, 2015. Mm, so have you got anything but, Mark? you got anything you think, actually, I'm, I want to see that, I want to see that, and I want to see that? I haven't. I need to do that, though, because I'll regret it if I don't do it. What's going to be there? 
I don't, I don't even know what's going to be there. Well, that's kind of part of the fun of it. So I, I'll normally pop in on the Tuesday, which is the prep day, and I get to have a chance to kind of um, see some of the Stansling setups. I'll try and take some snaps and I'll tweet them because normally you don't, people don't take snaps of the kind of setup time and uh-huh. you get some yeah. of the early stuff. Um, I don't know what's going to be. They're going to be a lot of the old favourites. I mean, nowadays, I imagine there's going to be a massive Dota 2 tournament, massive LoL tournament, massive Wargaming tournament, massive Hearthstone tournament. Probably Minecraft um, as well, isn't it? Probably, I would think. Um, but yeah, there, there should be... It's quite nice from my perspective, because it's kind of the games industry get-together. Um, everyone goes proper mm-hmm. bonkers on expenses, gets very, very, very drunk, stays up very late, goes to meetings and rinse and repeats that for three or four days. And people want to know why we're spending £60 on a game these days for a console. It's because mm. we're basically funding their piss-ups in Germany. Yeah, I, I, mm, possibly. possibly. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm, it's, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be good fun. Um, but it's a, it's quite an intense week for me because I generally I look at my, my meeting schedules packed already. So it's going to be where I can get... That's where we kind of book out special time to try to see the games because it's kind of tough. And last year, I'm very conscious of the fact that I didn't see as much as I'd like to have done. Mm. So I'm going to try and make an extra effort to try and see some stuff. And that was, of course, was pre-PS4 Xbox One as well. So It was. Yeah, I remember it, I remember it quite well. I mean, the biggest I think the biggest thing you were tweeting about at that point in time was World of Tanks. <laughs> that was basically all there was there. But um, I don't know. It was, it, it's, I'm just I'm trying to think of what... what what they could, and it's just like, well, Destiny, yeah, but guess what? We've all just spent 14, 15 hours in the beta, most of, you yeah. know. Yeah, I imagine there'll be, I imagine Blizzard will generally have a huge stand, so I expect uh-huh. there'll be. Um, well, the new, the new yeah, I was going to say, Draenor's coming out, isn't it? So there'll be something there. I imagine Heroes of the Storm, which we'll get mm. to later in the show, will be very much um, spoken about and played mm-hmm. there. I'd be very surprised if it isn't. So I just don't know. I mean, I'd, I'd really nice if something interesting. Um, gets announced and spoken about that's completely new um, but yeah I'll have to wait and see I'll keep an eye out I'm going to spend a bit of this week to do a little bit of precursor research about what's happening and uh, if there's anything that anybody would be interested in trying to find find and get access to like yeah find out if there's a new Crimson Skies and if not why not okay I'll try and find that out thank you okay and if Nathan Fillion's there give him my number I, I thought I'd get the mention in early this week. You, you did know. so well. You had a, we had a, like a Firefly free <laughs> one the other week, and I was so impressed. Was I on it? Yes. No, that's yeah. not possible. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. no. Right, I have to go and listen to it now, because there's no way that happened. It, you did. Oh, oh, shit. I let myself down. Oh, well. So, Clone, that should be interesting. So, when are you, are you back in time for the next week's show? Or you no, so I've, I, I travel next Monday. Because Gamescom's basically Wednesday Of course, yeah, it's yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, so okay. I travel ah, on Monday. Cool. Okay, well, I'll okay. Friday. Ah, so he's back in time for the week after. Oh, that's good, that's good. That's oh, yeah, good. I don't... I, oh, oh, goodness, I don't stay over the weekend. <laughs> um, oh, gosh, no. no I, they, there was a choice of, do you want to get a flight back Friday night? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Fair enough. Honestly, you're, you're, you're spent by the time. You're, you're running on, like, fumes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you've not been on for a while, so you've obviously got a, a fairly. Well, it's only a couple of weeks, I think. Only a couple of weeks. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. Okay, but you got a, you got a fairly uh, a list there that we can talk about. So um, the big one, a lot of people have been talking about the last couple of weeks, is the new Hearthstone Curse of Naxxramas. Mm, yeah. Nax with a double X because it's. Or maybe one X. I can't remember. Yeah, could be triple X for all I know. 
But um, okay, hit, hit me up with this. This is the DLC type thing, which is, is it five pound per dungeon, but twenty pound um, or something like five pound a wing well, or something. Well, the first one was free. Ah, that's right. Um, so the uh, Arachnid Quarter um, was free, um, and then you can buy or buy, use in-game currency to get the other wings, either as a combination or separately. They've been quite cunning in that regard. They've not tried to make it too daunting. Um, mm. I didn't do that. I, I was trying to save up a little bit. Mm. Then I realised that, oh, shit, I can't bother. I can, I can exchange those back for packs of cards, which I did. And then I bought it for, I think it was 14, 15 quid, something like that. I can't remember yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so what that gives you is the all five wings. Each wing has um, three bosses and their special kind of um, hero um, uh, characters which you can't play yourself they're not mm-hmm. unique. they've got their own heroic, heroic powers this is, of... this is basically based on a World of Warcraft dungeon isn't it kind this is a... based on the next Ramus like a... um, dungeon so th- that dungeon had these multiple wings and they're all based uh-huh. on mimics on those wings and the each of the heroes or enemies or whatever called, are based upon the bosses Okay. That so just on a very basic level, before you get into the intricacies of the cards and all that kind of what it gives you, the, the actual um, UI or or, or or board, if you like, of Hearth, does that change to reflect the new content? So the they what they've added where you previously had the practice mode, if you recall. Yeah. And um, they've taken that out completely, and that's okay. been closed with Solar Adventure. I think I think it's called. Right. Um, so that, there you can now, you would normally do your practice matches are in there. So you have your kind of different um, AI to play against like you did originally. Yeah. And then they've added in this adventure mode. Right. Um, which means you can now take part in this Max Ramos kind of unlock system. Now, mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I don't know what I was expecting for the adventure mode itself. But no. it hasn't quite matched my expectations. What it really comes down to is dealing with multiple bosses, three each, yep. each one. Um, when you kill those three bosses, is a, there's a treasure chest at the end which has a set num- set amount of cards, set cards you get. Right. Um, so do you got... get a set of cards every time you complete the dungeon? No, no, no. It's, it's only it's, the first time. It's only they're basically non-craftable and non-disenchantable. Uh, okay. Cards. So you, you only get them in the first play. You're, you're stuck with them, right? Okay. And they're they're always the same. They're always the same for each each dungeon. So, mm-hmm. um, the boss rewards. So, for example, the, the Arachne Quarter, you get the um, example is two haunted creepers from um, mm-hmm. the first boss, which is basically everything's got a death rattle theme. The death rattle being that when you die, it does something else, has some other yep. effect. Could be positive, could be negative. They definitely played both sides of that here. Um, you get a haunted creeper, which is a spider. Which, if you kill it, it spawns two other spiders. Yeah. Um, you've got the um, Narubar Weblord, which basically means it's quite a, a low cost card with high health. But it, when any min, any minion from anybody is um, summoned, if it's got a battle cry, which is what you do if it has an instant effect, like yeah. a heal or something, they cost two more, and that stacks. Mm-hmm. So it can be horrible. If you've got somebody who's got a battle cry and you're like, I can't play this card. You've now made this card that was three three gems. It's now nine. Mm. <laughs> you're like, Ugh. 
Um, and the last one you get is the Nerubian Egg, which is a cheap card, but its death rattle is to summon a more, much more powerful um, uh, a beast, the, 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 the Nerubian itself. Uh-huh. And automatically, as soon as they came out, they had a an effect which basically meant that the meta game already slightly changed to support that. Sure. And so when you get those features to those bosses. Um, you then get the elite boss, the legendary cards, which is uh, um, uh, Maexna, Maexna, something like that, which is a, a legendary card. So that's basically a free card, free legendary you get. Um, so you think, oh, okay, that's fine. They'll, to be honest, they were fairly easy. I mean, all of them have got massively gimmicky powers um, mm-hmm. that are like, oh, this is horrible. Oh, oh my God. Because... They've really got super buffed powers, and you're like, "Wow, that's why is that like that?" I'd have thought that would be um, a lot better. <laughs> I thought that I thought that there would be like least a tangible similarity between the normal heroes. There isn't. Uh-huh. They are definitely more buffed. So when you complete them, you get you've got your, all your cards as you go, and then you get your wing reward, which is the legendary. Then you then get what they added in, which I didn't know they were going to do, with these class challenges. And they each one is unlocked with a different quarter. Right. And you the first set of class challenges is Druid and Rogue. They give you a preset pack of cards to use. Deck right. of cards. Yeah. If you then play against the a a set boss and you've got to beat them and you get then unlock an exclusive um card two cards for that pack. For that for that, mm-hmm. that class. Mm-hmm. So it's quite a cunning way of doing it. But it I thought it might take me a bit more of an adventure, it might be a bit more uh not much of a story, but something, rather than actually just it's okay. a card game. No, I I, I was I just don't get this. I mean I was I was trying to visualise how they were gonna how were they gonna do were they gonna have like a cutscene of you you know uh, some you know your character walking up to the doors of the you know the the dungeon and bursting through and you know or something. I mean, how have they done that? Or is it just literally you click on it and I mean, like I say, is is the board the same board we've been playing on for the last no. year? Have they changed it? Have they made it into like a you know look like the dungeon or is it still the same sandy kind of coloured board with so, you know the Griffin in a corner, a well in the corner, you know, and all that kind of stuff or what? So, there, so obviously there was three original interactive boards you could dick around mm-hmm. with. Your- Burning time, waiting for the players yep. to play. They've added a, there's a Naxxramas themed one, so it's got a whole new interactivity thing. But the mm-hmm. board itself, I mean, it's got it's the exact same board. It's just different um, uh, gimmicks of what to do while your board waiting for the person to have its turn. Mm-hmm. Um, what they have done beyond that, and there appears to be currently no reward that I can ascertain for it. They've actually got heroic versions of the the previously mentioned bosses, um, and they are ridiculously overpowered. Their, their hero powers have gone through the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, they've generally got more health. I mean, one of them um, in the latest called the play quarter, which is this week's or well, last week's um, quarter. Um, the new one's uh, end of Tuesday. Well, I think or mm-hmm. Wednesday morning. Um, the he's got 99 hit points as opposed to the standard um, 30. So to give you an idea. Yeah. Now, okay. the, the, actually, ironically, because of what he does, and they're all of it, they're actually really not, they're not in themselves deck or card challenges. They're actually little puzzle games of working out how you get past this particular player's gimmick. 
Right. Um, so for him, for example, he was actually really easy because he's got certain death rattles on the cards he's got, which spore these zero one um, spores, mm-hmm. and when they die, their death rattle is um, give your opponent plus eight attack. Right. So all of your cards that you've got there get plus eight attack. It meant that I finished the game, I knocked him down from about 49 health in one go. Um, because I had... I killed. Like what's the, what's, but what's the point? What, what's, what's the point of giving a, a, a character 99 health if his death is going to buff your damage? It just, um, I don't know. It's, it, they're, it's, they're, okay, they're fine. Puzzles. They're puzzles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the way to look at them. All of them have got... Some, you've got to build custom decks for. And I think guys on the front mm-hmm. said I've done kind of little... Particularly the first one I think was particularly hard for the mm-hmm. Roics. Um, I'll give them the example decks about what I used to push through them because they are... Some of them were so like, oh, how, I, how do I stop him? Because one of them in the first one, he's basically um, will um, every turn automatically, automatically before turning the starts, um, put two of your minions back in your hand. Oh, lovely. Um, now, how I played that was a very, very tedious game of having characters with healing um, battle cries and trying to get his deck full, his, his the board full of low low damage monsters, and kept spawning the same monsters out to heal me. Mm-hmm. It got quite tedious, but it's kind of how I solved the puzzle. Okay. I mean, you're you're obviously still fairly ingrained in this, yeah, in actual Hearthstone as a game. How many hours do you reckon you put into it? I'm not sure, really. Um, last last month, I was definitely got quite involved. I was trying to push up the legendary ranks a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Well, the ranked, ranked mode. When I say legendary ranks, that's probably disingenuous um, I, I still find it quite frustrating because there's a lot of cookie cutter um, decks yeah. out there which is mm-hmm. uh, inevitable um, it does mean you're going to get punished for being different in a way do you still do, I mean is, I, I guess the, the questions to come out of this are I, I've heard this talked about on quite a lot of other podcasts and, and, and the games media obviously because it's people are looking at it with quite interest to see, what, to see what's going to happen I mean the first thing is is has it unbalanced the game? If you don't buy the expansion, the DLC, the Naxxramas DLC, is it going to cause you problems in the game in general? Because you're obviously not going to have access to those cards. Is, mm. is it something where, you know, at that level, you're going to be at a disadvantage because you haven't paid out? I'd say it's too early to say. Well, there's two things to say about it. It's too early to say because, A, the first one was free default mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, sure. So the other... The other cards have just come into the whole meta game, um, and secondly, you can buy within game gold, so it's not like it's inaccessible. No, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I guess that I, much I, money really in terms. No, of... No, I also I also gold. guess that because it's a free to play game, if, if you're that invested in Hearthstone, you, you you're going to buy it. You're going to feel, you know, you know, why the hell not? You know, you want to give a little back, I, and I I totally get that. I'm just wondering whether, you know, casual players are less likely to to, to sort of. To stump up 15, 20 quid for, for an expansion or whatever, and I just wonder if that's going to play some disadvantage. Um, well, I guess the, the, uh, where it comes down to is the semantics of what comes under a casual player. Yeah, if, sure. if somebody is um, uh, feels that gives a shit enough, then they're probably not a casual player. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's 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 a fair point. Because they probably they, they would have probably put the time into one way or the other into either putting the money down or putting their time down to achieve <laughs> it. I, the cards themselves are interesting. They, I mean, anything that gives you a, a, bit, a better mix. I mean, I think someone's talking about the fact that people are moaning about the amount of cards coming with this, ex, this, this expansion 
or what right. you call it, deck booster. Mm-hmm. Um, and this Magic had a, like hundreds of cards added in the year, and I'm thinking, that's yeah, not, that's not good either. Uh, no, it's not. I, I don't know. I mean, it's how do you think Hearthstone generally is 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 going as far as the whole? I don't want to say pay to win kind of thing, but. It, you know there are an all, there's an awful lot of cookie cutter stuff in there and, and and as far as noob friendly stuff goes i guess if you want to get playing it most people will just go to a site go oh i want to get a mage deck what should i get uh yeah, right, i want one of those fine and play it and then the whole the whole kind of the, the competitive scene gets taken up with people just playing the same decks all the time i guess yeah it does kind of happen i mean that's why i think the expansion itself is quite a good idea because it does mm-hmm. shake up a little shake up Mm-hmm. Um, while they reset what that means. I mean, my priest deck, which I used to love, is now currently useless. I can't do shit with it. Um, but other decks I'm now trying gives me a chance to play with other other combinations and see if I get the best out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, where it's going to go, I don't know. Um, I'd say there's already a massive fan for people playing it. You see it's like kind of in the Twitch top 5, top 10 playing okay. games on there. I, mean, I think it gets a lot of attention. Um, it's pretty. I mean, it's pretty accessible. And to be honest, if you, even if you're not a hardcore, you still can do casual and you can still can do ranked, and they'll pretty much give you fairly even opponents from what I've mm-hmm. seen. I mean, I'd say that I'm probably like kind of a 65% win ratio, which I think is a good idea of how balanced it is currently, yeah. which I think is pretty fair. I mean, if I was yeah, winning yeah, 100%, so. it would be okay. Well, it's not fair, is it? I mean, if I was granted if I was number one legendary or something, then that that would make less <laughs> sense. But when you consider you're trying to work out the ranks that I should be kind of. I'm probably at the right-ish level, mm-hmm. um, but no, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, but I say that the the adventure itself of that it in was kind of like it's not really adventure. It's just really a, might as well call it puzzle mode or something. Yeah. Um, All right. Okay. So you went on from that to well, what do you want to talk about next? You, you take take your pick out your next. Well, I few. think I should keep it themed. I think I should get it themed. <laughs> I thought you might. So I um, I just contacted somebody I knew about. Um, about this game, so oh, could you uh, fix me up with Access Two? Um, and that Access Two was to Heroes of the Storm, which, which you've obviously got codes for all of us for. If only I didn't get codes at all. <laughs> um, I had to give my uh, my Battle.net ID, uh, my social security it, number, yeah, my well, <laughs> soul. It wasn't definitely wasn't key based. Obviously, being very careful about this game. Sure. Yeah. My understanding is that the European Alpha, which is what I'm in, is quite small. Okay. And are, you, are you NDA'd on this? Is the no, first no, no, question no, no, I should no, ask. No, okay, no, NDA, fine. I'm signed bugger all. Um, so I will be not holding back anything on it. Um, the okay. Let's start from okay. I got access. For, oh great, give us a go. Tell people what it is first because somebody might even know. Really? Goodness me! Here's the story. There are people out there who don't know what mobas are. Not on this fucking podcast, then. Not on this. <laughs> not anymore on this podcast. No. Um, so here's the storm. Is Blizzard's take? on the MOBA genre. So, uh, obviously, original um, Dota was based upon the Warcraft game, so Blizzard obviously got a close connection to this one way or the other, even though it wasn't their their original design. Um, And this is how they want to kind of see the MOBA going. And so... It pops up in pops up in my kind of launch. They've actually done quite a good job. It, it pops up another icon in the, the standard kind of um, Battle.net launch, which is quite subtle. I didn't, I didn't even uh-huh. know I had to access it. Oh, oh, install, install, install. <laughs> um, 
The story is pretty easy. No problems again, as always. It's, it's pretty Blizzard seamless. Mm-hmm. Um, and consider this is meant to be a development alpha. And of course, I take alpha in any of these situations as the fact that I can play this without an NDA. That we should take alpha with a pinch of salt generally. Mm. Much as we treat betas with a pinch of salt, because really they're not. They're marketing. Demos. Um, so the first thing it does is do a tutorial. Now, I'm very much aware that I berated the Dota 2 tutorial. You and did. The no, I didn't really understand that because I was I was quite a fan of the Dota um, oh, tutorial. Boring, boring, boring. It's boring because there's no yeah, okay, okay skip. It's boring. <laughs> I'm not going down that tunnel again. <laughs> um, it wasn't entertaining. It didn't learn anything, and I, it didn't really teach me enough of the mechanics of the game. Um, so the first thing you have to do in Heroes of the Storm is play the tutorial. Um, and I have to say they did a really, really good job. Um, okay. It's quick, it's fun. Um, I thought it kind of takes me the basics of the mechanic because while it's a MOBA, they've definitely added their own take on stuff, and we'll kind of get to that in a moment. But you, you basically get given access to Rainer, who's the the lead character from StarCraft II, um, the guy in the big blue suit. Not Pepe Rainer, the goalkeeper. Not Pepe Rainer, the goalkeeper. Oh, okay, because that would have been quite cool. Probably not. No, actually, you're right. Um, and... The you go through the story to basically teach it about how to go through the how the towers work and the towers work differently, but I want to get that in a minute as a rule of it. Oh, we're going to get all mechanicy, aren't we? Um, and go through, brilliant. No problem. What's going on? Okay, yeah. See, this is how mechanics work slightly differently. Okay, brilliant. Okay, test that out. Um, you then get into this new kind of blue screen covered with um, his new class, here's some skins, here's the, the players, there's options everywhere, and play game and whatever else, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it deliberately doesn't allow you to go straight into not only not a PvP game, but not even a cooperative game against mm-hmm. AI. It forces you into practice mode AI. Mm-hmm. Um, I've become very familiar with this mode as because the amount of people playing the game is so small, I found it really, <laughs> really hard to get a game. Okay. Um, so I'm very, very familiar with the practice mode. Um, but So let's start with the kind of the core mechanics difference. Um you now have a a player level, so that's a level that goes up, and with that level you get various gold given to buy characters or. Um, so this is outside of get. So this is not leveling up your character in the actual forty minute game or whatever. The, that's right. So you basically okay. have got this. There's three leveling occurrences within the game. So you've got your mm-hmm. your level, player level, whatever you want to call it, um, which is a a long term like meta. Yep. Score, mm-hmm. which gives you you get more characters unlocking the rotation of characters you get which um, they applied very much a lol mechanic rather than a dota mechanic mm. um, and then your characters themselves um, as you play that particular character they also level up in the meta game and as you go through you unlock the abilities of getting a different color different skin um, mm-hmm. uh, designs different um, skills to choose from oh Okay, I'm not right. So, so my my first worry is I want to take it tangent off too far because we could mm. go on for ages just about mechanics. But if you're saying that the more you play a character, that you unlock skins and you unlock things like that and color schemes, I'm I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. When you start saying you start bringing in new skills, I start to worry about balance. Well, I mean, it's 
doesn't take a great amount of time to grind through it. I think it's kind of like a subtle way of making you play the character a few times before you really do competitive gaming. It's probably okay. anticipation. So you reckon play, you play you play what three or four um, practice mode games with the character? You you get all your specials unlocked, kind of thing. Kind of. It's not quite that fast, but almost. Right. Okay. Okay. But it's not one of those things where because I've put fifty hours into it and someone else has put seventy five, they're going to have a massive advantage because they've you know. That kind of unbalancing. Well, no, because you also the player to also give that a kind of control as well. Mm. Um, so, before I go into the characters and how they level up and items and so forth, sure. um, I should we talk about just the, the characters you can unlock. So, you basically start with no unlock characters. You have five characters you, that are in rotation, and as you level mm-hmm. up your your player level, more of those slots unlock. But the price of the... the, the um, uh, heroes, the champions, whatever you call them, mm-hmm. is really expensive, in my opinion. Oh God, how much? Well, they range from about kind of four or five pound up to about ten pounds each. Shit. Okay. Uh, I ended up buying a pack because they had a, a, a buy four. Of course four. they do. Yeah. <laughs> um, had four for like six quid. I thought, okay, relative, that seems quite good value. Um, so I bought for like a um, warrior pack or whatever it was called um, and he gives you uh, those characters plus some more um, and what was what happened next have I lost you Vimesy no I'm, I'm still we, we did lose for about 30 seconds there so I don't know what my, if, whether your, your recorder will keep or not whether you want to check it oh, that's fine I'm sure it's still going um, but no worries. Um, so the price of the skins, exp- uh, so price of the heroes themselves expensive. The skins obviously another price as well. Um, now they do look spec. The characters and the skins look spectacularly good. Okay. They, look, they look beautiful. Like mm-hmm. oh, that looks really nice. Animations are as Blizzard always do. Yeah. Excellent. They are mm-hmm. brilliant animations. So I kind of didn't buy a character first, but. I kind of picked somebody, went in, and I have to say now, and I don't know Data well enough, they have, in true Blizzard style, massively ripped off certain characters from other games in terms of how they work and everything. Yeah. So, for example... To be fair, though, I mean, you've got something like Dota with 810 characters, you've got League of Legends with God and something. You've probably covered most of the... <laughs> you're, you're, while, while you're correct, when I say rip-off, uh, I mean, for an example, I'll give you this, but he worked more for a LoL player. So Vayne in LoL is a female um, vampire hunter okay. with, who uses um, a crossbow, or dual crossbows, if I can recall, has an attack, which is a kind of an arrow that fires in, has a vault, which means she can dart forward, mm-hmm. um, uh, and has a kind of... Uh, a cone attack now the demon hunter as it's named <laughs> in um, uh, in here's the storm is also female also has crossbows um, also has a skill I think called leap or something like that <laughs> which yeah. is remarkably I'm sensible. guessing the picture right yeah. it's kind of Are they like, both dressed in black lycra or leather they do both look like vampire hunters yes mm. um it, I can forgive them almost anything in that case, really. Okay, fair enough. 
Um, as ever chuckle, I was like, oh, it's just typical Blizzard, really. No, no qualms <laughs> about ripping off completely. Well, it's a fairly generic character basis. Like but it, but yeah. the fact you've copied the skills for the same character, yeah. you've got another character. Yeah, fair enough. Um, anyway, so get get playing. Now the game itself, um, I can't help but feel. I'm I'm really enjoying it. It's really good fun. It does feel like they've gone. How can we make a MOBA super accessible? Mm-hmm. And that's what they're going to. There are no items at all in game. Zero. So you don't buy anything? There's nope. no shops? Nope. There is okay. no returning to buy. None of that does exist. Is the is the is there just the one map? No, there are multiple maps. There are three or four currently. Um, okay. Are we still talking the same standard three lane? You well, know, tier there towers. Is, there is there is one two lane one, kind of two lane one, and. Um, the rest are three lane maps. One of the, the considerable differences so far that I've come across, um, well, I should talk, talk about the differences really. Yeah, now, okay. I'm not massively familiar with Dota, so some of the mechanics I may miss. There is no last hitting, um, right. there is no gold collecting. Uh-huh. Um, your level is shared across all your char- all, the, all the other players, players on your team. You have that, that score at the top, that's based upon minion kills. So it's kind of an XP, uh, kind of an XP gr- growth, team yes. XP growth yes, kind yes. of thing? Okay. As you go through, you unlock various skills, and you can choose defensive or attacking, or ones that are about fabric okay. attacks. Okay, qu- quite like that, yeah, okay. So, as you level so instead up, of buying items, you're buying skills, effectively. Yeah, you're, well, you're getting skills and you level up, and then you're choosing each one. So you get your heroic skill, you've got one or two choices, which uh-huh. comes uh, level something, rather six or seven, it's hard to say. Mm-hmm. Um and the reason I have to say is because levels come quite fast and it's quite frantic as always, and you're kind of not paying attention, just getting stuff. And you're, okay, accept, accept. Yeah. Um, and you start off with a choice, for example, um, it could be a defensive skill and then attacking skill. But as you go through, there'd be multiple unlocks. So each, every two or three levels, you get these choices, and the standard skills, there'll be between two and four or five choices. Um, so they're quite varied, and some will be mm-hmm. about stealing, some will work for a skill that like you can do two of this rather than one, or yeah. there's, a, there's a bit of variety there, it's quite nice. Um, that definitely works quite well. So that's kind of core differences, that the shared levels, um, at least in the practice modes I've seen, there is no chat box in-game that I can see. Um, so there is no way to say to somebody, Oh, you fucking noob, oh my god, ah. No, but also, oh, okay. Do, do, can you still ping? Can you yes. can you still kind of click on the, the map? Ping sort of is really good. You ping, and it will pretty much say exactly uh, what you should do. Because I can understand why they did it in um, in in like Hearthstone, where they, you know they, they have that very nice mechanic of there's no real chat unless it's on your friends list. There's just those kind of is it six or eight kind of yeah, phrases yeah, like yeah. good game or yeah. you know I'm gonna I'm gonna munch you or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I kind of understand why they're doing that. The other point, I, I'm not so sure. I don't know. It means you already have to know people to get into a team with them. Otherwise, you're, I, I'd, you. I'd say um, if that is for the best. I, I kind of agree. I'm just trying to think of the number of games of the data I've seen. You know, not just played myself because I'm played a huge number. I just I love watching it. Um, and the communication is, you know, even in pub games is minimal. Yes. Um, anyway, and it's all ping related and people look after themselves. It's mainly useless. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, um, <laughs> to be fair, uh, especially I, in pub games. I think it's very, very close because in the, the day, if you're playing with your friends, you can play on TeamSpeak or another. Yeah, another, sure. Um, yeah. yeah, I think you're probably right. It's a good idea. I think that the things that, that interest me, I, I, I can understand 
where they've taken quite a lot of the, you know, Dota, I can't talk about League of Legends because I just don't know the game enough, but it was something like Dota where you have so much to think about. So you, you're looking at individuals outstripping a gold farming to get their character up. You know, so you've got XP and gold. So you want to get your character as much XP as possible so that you can, um, you know, level up to get your ultimate faster or whatever so to progress you to get bigger, mm-hmm. to get stronger. But you also need to get your gold. So your last hitting comes in there and your denying comes in there so that you get your items that, you know, then they're so meta. The whole, the whole thing is just... It's fucking complicated, but that's part of what makes it so damn interesting. And I worry slightly. I understand this kind of. I worry slightly they've they've oversimplified it. If they're saying, okay, we're gonna not just give it only XP basically counts, but also it's not individual XP. It's across the team. Mm-hmm. I kind of worry that that might be leveling it out a little bit too far. Well, it could be, but. Let me let me follow finish with the other differences, and they sure. may change your mind or not. Okay. So, um, jungle in this game is quite different from other mobas. So I came across so far, well, at least it seems to be different. Okay. Um, so how the jungle works is, and people don't know, jungle is basically minions that are not in a normal kind of fight path, and actually in the outside of the normal um, routes you're going to attack. And their minions, which are generally a bit tougher, um, offer more rewards. And obviously, rewards is not really much of a thing in this. What I've done that's quite cunning is there's multiple of them around. And for example, you've got it will tell you what's easy and what's hard, so you get an idea of how tough they are. Um, generally, it's quite hard to do the first first one straight away, as you'd be surprised yeah. you're low level or whatever else. Um, for example, there's two trolls, um, which are generally easy mobs. And when you kill them, um, so when you succeed to kill them, you get obviously uh, XP boost whatever else. You can then take over their camp. So you basically stand over it like you would do capturing a, a point somewhere or anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, then they fight for you. So they will go on a contrived path, which usually follows the minion path, mm-hmm. and they will siege the opponents. So it'd be a bit like going to, going to fight Roshan or something like that, and the first people to get it actually kind of get Dota Roshan on their side for a little while. I don't know I'm playing Dota that little bit. I know that uh, okay. you get a buff in LOL if you really do those things. But basically all of the all of the the reason the jungle is not for the gold or not because you don't get it, and it's not really for the XP, though I'm sure there's some benefit, is the fact that they then attack on your side. So it gives you another kind of meta dynamic. Okay. Now the, the other things we're mentioning is all the maps are pretty much um, horizontal rather than an angle. So being left or right doesn't really matter that much. I should point that out, just because it's and generally I found it a lot more pleasant to play. Um, and also they made the camera quite clever, where it has a locked on camera on your character as one of the modes you can have. Because I struggle with LOL having a dynamic camera moving around with it, because I just lose my character so easily. And I've got so much just going on, and it's so chaotic. You're trying to look around, I'm like, oh, what's my character? My character. Um, right. If it's a melee or whatever, you just, you just get lost in it. Um, so they're quite clever with this. If you kind of have the, the locked camera, means you can move the camera around in all directions, but mm-hmm. your character is always stays within the screen. So it kind of you're, you're kind of locked. You're, you're, how about you can see is locked by your character's position. So you can see a, a, a kind of half a well, ninety percent of the screen away in each direction, kind of. But you can't go and check out the other side of the map. We well, could. So if, you, if you've you got can, a ward down click, or something, you can click on the. Um, you can click on the mini map and it will jump you there. 
Oh, okay, that's fine. So, yeah. so, long, so long as you've got the freedom to be able to do that, because obviously if you stick wards down, you want to see if something's Well, spawned, there's no wards either. Oh, lordy, they really have ripped everything out, haven't they? Because um, there's no items. So there are um, ward kind of capture points. So there are points on maps, depending on the map, they're all slightly different, um, where you can capture... Uh, the flag? Spot. No, you just capture a spot, really, like you do yeah. the mercenaries uh, in the, of, of the jungle. And it will then pop up as a as a um, like a, a ward point, effectively. See, all that area is always exposed, so you can see people mm-hmm. trying to go through the jungle. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the other thing that's quite different is each map has got a gimmick to it. Oh no, not evolution! I don't know what that means. Battlefield 4's Levolution mode, where basically there's one gimmick in every map that you can bring the dam down, or you can bring the skyscraper down, or um, you... No, it's less like that, I'd say, but in my opinion, I actually quite like it so far. So okay. there's, um, I'm trying to think, there's, there's probably more maps than I think of, actually. There's a dragon theme map, a plant theme map, a pirate theme one, an undead oh, pirates. one. Oh, okay. Um, so, for example, let's go with the pirate ones. So, Yay. what happens on the pirate map is... so. The towers are different again. Sorry, there's differences. There's quite a lot of differences. <laughs> the towers, basically, you can't get past the towers. There's a wall in between. So you've got two towers. Where's one tower? You've got two towers, and you're basically walled off. So you'd have, okay. to, you have to smash through. You have to um, breach it. You have to breach it. Um, and when you attack the your opponent inside the tower, in law, I'm not sure in Dota, you will get automatically attacked by the turrets. Yeah, pretty much the same. That's gone. If, if there's a minion in there on your mm-hmm. side, they'll attack mm-hmm. the minion before they'll attack you. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's generally the case in Dota. If you've got people, if you're backed up, you've got minions and creeps in front of you, they will take the brunt of the attack, which is why you always wait for them to go in front. No, that's, that, that is true. And that means all of them. What I mean is, when, but when you often attract the champion, the, the targets will change their attention to you in LOL. So if, you, if you're in the same, if you're on the range, minions are not the not range. so much, not so much in a day. It'll tap creeps first. It'll put the closest. I think it's probably down to, it's probably down to um, range. I, I can't can't don't quote me on this, but games I've played where, I, as long as I stand behind my creeps, it'll hit the creeps in front of me first, and it always seems to be on on um, nearness. I can't remember the fucking word for it now, but you know. Um, so that that's probably different. I don't know. I'm not sure. I can't remember, to be honest. Um, anyway, that's one of the things different. So you've got kind of walled turrets. Um, now, things that the pirate map I mentioned. So what happens there is, randomly at points, a mm. two treasure chests will appear on the map. Um, each treasure chest has got five um, doubloons in it. Mm. And you pay ten doubloons to the pirate. So you've got to go and smash the, the um, coins open. The coins drop when you hit the chest, so you've got to hit them and they'll keep popping out. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody can collect them. It's not like locked to that person who's hit it. Okay. Um, and you can then see, either yourself or your opponents, how many coins that person's got. There is then, on that map, additional um, jungle mercenaries you can kill, which also drop coins. Mm-hmm. And then, on a scaling level, um, so if you've uh, triggered to the pirate once, it's 10 coins, mm-hmm. then 12, then 14, mm-hmm. 16, and mm-hmm. so on. Mm-hmm. Now, you go to see the pirate, it takes a few seconds to, well, take quite a few seconds, exposed amount of seconds, shall we say, to, to transfer your coins across to him, and then his ghost pirate ship attacks the other teams. It seems to be random, but I don't think it's random. It seems to focus on the middle more. Mm-hmm. Um, defences. And it will basically obliterate those two towers on the wall there. 
Okay. Um, and each of the maps have got something similar. So the undead one's actually got a dungeon zone underneath the map. So it, it will kind of give you a uh, a warning, <laughs> and then you go into it, and then basically you've got like a little Diablo three style dungeon while fighting your opponent to try and kill the um, the goblin. Well, there, there is it's a there, treasure goblin. Tell me, there's a there treasure is, goblin. There isn't a treasure goblin, unfortunately. Oh, that would have so cool. There would be like a skeletal golem at the end, and loads of minions on the way. And as you kill them, they basically drop little skulls. Mm-hmm. And what that means is, once that once the big boss is killed, and it could be unable to be killed, and the most skulls collected, they both at the end of it, both teams spawn their own version of the monster. It comes out right. of an undead grave, and then mm-hmm. proceeds towards the opponent. And the more skulls you collected, the tougher that one will be. Okay. Um, okay. I, like I kind of get uh, that's, that's, that's interesting touches. I mm, yeah. I, I just I want to I want to play this because it just sounds intriguing. I want to know. There's so many questions I've got about balance and how it works. And I mean, you know, so for example, like if you've got if you're collecting gold, if I get killed, do I drop that gold? Does that go to my person who's killed, or does it just disappear? Yeah. There's so many things I want to know about this. It it, it is it is good fun. Um, I think it'll be. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It'll do a storm. I'm pretty certain. And all I've got to do is link it up. And they will do you know what they like. Link it up to, oh, if you if you um, buy a champion in, here's a storm. You get an exclusive legendary card in Hearthstone, etc., etc. And they mm. do that kind of shit a lot. Already. Yeah. That, um, that's 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 kind of uh, one of the things I really like about Dota is the fact that you get it is it is free to play. There is no advantage by paying money. There's no, there's no even, there's no edge. There's nothing. You, all you're buying is skins. All you're buying is different courier. You know, it's, it's the, you're changing the look of the game. You're not changing anything else about it at all. And that's why, re- and the fact that you get all the characters are there from the get-go. Now that, that is a, it's a huge learning curve because you know, if you're like me and you're starting out, it's like shit. I've got to try and learn, yeah, <laughs> 108 characters, whatever it is, uh, from the get-go, and um. And that worries me. But the other thing, the thing that slightly worries me, is things like LOL, things like Heroes of the Storm, and I'm sure there are others, is that, you know, do you unbalance the game? Or do, you know, £5 for a champion, for one champion, um, going up to possibly 10 I mean, even if they're three quid each, buying a pack of three for a tenner or whatever like that is... I don't know. I mean, uh, how you know? It depends how many they've got in rotation. Obviously, you've only got like say there's only they only have 25 champions. Then okay, fine. And you start with five, but they're saying it's going to cost you. You know, it's a, you're talking about spending 60, 70 quid just on champions to get the full deck, and then they're going to have more in, and then it becomes expensive. And how will they um, will that unbalance it? Will it? Will, you know, and that that does kind of worry me a little bit. I mean, lol. At least they give you that trial element of you can try it for a week if you want to keep it. You pay pay for it. Um, well, that's that's how it works. The same rotation. It's no different in towards. Oh, right, okay. Towards so yeah, okay, right. Yeah. That's fine. Okay, I get that. Um, and they and as you level up, they do give you um, chunks of gold, so mm. you can buy. So I've already bought a couple of champions with that gold that I've accrued. Mm. Um, and also, as you also get level up, they give you more rotation slot points. So rather than having mm. five you have six, seven, eight, nine, etc. So I think they've been quite they've been quite clever. I mean, the overall price is high. Um, but I imagine they're probably testing that as well to see how well that goes yeah. down. Um, though I imagine an alpha person's probably got more chance of dropping more money. Let's face it. Yeah, yeah probably. I mean, I, 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 the reason why I'm so interested, A, okay, if it wasn't Blizzard, I'd be less interested because, let's face it, Blizzard are slick and 
they know what they're you know they're not going to let anything out that is subpar mm-hmm. you know it's a sort it's like you know when you used to get nintendo games with a seal of quality it's it's that kind of when blizzard brings something out it's normally i'm sure i'm struggling to think of anything where i thought ooh, that's they've they've dropped the ball here you know and the other thing is looking at games like if you're getting into mobas now it's so it, it does feel kind of time sensitive because i'm starting dota now i'm looking at people who have spent hundreds if not thousands of hours playing that game mm. how am i supposed to compete <laughs> at any kind you know okay yeah i can play with people who just started and like you know i might get lucky i might know one or three you know i might learn 10 characters really really well and be able to yeah but there is there is always going to be that element of i'm a noob here i'm never going to be able to compete on an equal footing with someone who's had two years worth of experience um, but that's always kind of going to be the case with MOBAs, I think, and that kind of game. But this one sounds slightly more, because it is slightly more simplistic, uh, or it sounds more simplistic, mm-hmm. obviously, I don't know, but um, it gives you that chance of it not being so much of a time-orientated thing and more of a skill-orientated thing, do you know what I mean? Rather than a <sighs> more more less experience, more skill, I guess, more tactical, more strategy. Yeah, I mean, do you know I, what I mean? It's really hard because I haven't had a chance to get into the competitive side of it. It's really hard for me to say, and um, I don't fall into the kind of super elite group as other people that I give that much of a damn mm-hmm. um, about that kind of stuff. The concern is that it just will, will feel a bit flat, but they've kind of deliberately given you access to. There's they mark them as easy, medium, and hard ones to master. Um, yeah, which is quite yeah, they good. do they do that as well in Dota. Um, so it gives you an idea of what to expect. Oh, well, I just want to play it now. You've, you've kind of whetted my appetite enough to. I might even might even go check out the YouTube's later and see if there's mm. any footage of it because I'll be intrigued. Yes, no, I, should, I probably should. If I did something like Twitch, I probably should do something like that, shouldn't I? But... You really should. You get quite a lot of views. Put it on my YouTube channel. I'll get some fucking hits. <laughs> um, cool. Well, I'm really looking forward to that now. Thanks, thanks for doing that, and then just winding me right up and then i won't be able to play it for months but there we go okay yeah, do yeah. we do you know we have a, a, a vague release date i know it's, you were saying it's in alpha but do we I have any kind of thing i think they've done standard blizzard time of kind of keeping it completely under wraps and mm. we'll mm. tell you we also didn't know about until quite about a month before launch i think That'll yeah be... they're quite expand they're quite a long beta time there didn't they yeah i mean I, I imagine this could be easily end of the year well full launch or later, yeah, yeah, early. You have to kind of get in it fairly quickly because the, you know the MOBA bubble. You might, some would say, you know, it's about to get vastly inflated because you've got this is the Marvel one coming up, yeah, yeah as yeah. well. Um, and then I'm sure there's a couple more that are coming out that I've, I've, I've overlooked. But I mean, everyone moan about it, but from a development point of view and from a publishing point of view, they're a really sound option to go with. Mm. They are, fr- frankly, microscopic costs associated with compared to other online games mm. it's pretty preset um there's a high chance of success with money i'm not monetizing is going to work very well i can so see why companies would do it even if they, if they don't get if they have half a million players mm. it's still enough for them to make it a comfortable profit and not have massive it's not like an mmo you've got to churn out regular content and justify your subscription mm-hmm. fee or mm-hmm. why would you keep playing this blah 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 it's a game you can maybe pick up and play and you see boy, what John's like and <laughs> certainly <laughs> many other people they get proper into yeah, yeah, it yeah, so absolutely. absolutely I don't know whether or not it will take people away from the other, other mobiles I don't know but I imagine it might introduce the people that 
haven't really got into it because no, I'm, I'm definitely intrigued by it it definitely yeah. has that yeah I'm, I'm, I'm yeah well looking forward to it yeah so okay. I was gonna, I was going to bang on about briefly um I kind of want to play some other games and it kind of got superseded a little bit by the last game I'm going to talk about but I decided I haven't played for a while and I wanted to give it a whirl again was Fallout 3 uh-huh. um, the original Fallout 3 uh-huh. like the new Vegas one or anything like that uh-huh. um, and so I kind of downloaded it on Steam and started playing uh-huh. it instantly crashed within about five minutes <laughs> of playing it yep. realising there's a, uh, you've got to do an any file fix so it knew yep. that there was because it had more than two cores yep. on my CPU brilliant work, work that now working fine Mm-hmm. Um, actually, a lot, smooth, lot smoother, but then again, my rig is monstrous, so it'd be pretty horrific if it didn't run smoothly. Um, uh, I'm it's early days with it, I'd say. Um, I, it's quite interesting playing again, and I tried to make my character different to last time. And so far, I've been negligent in doing so. I kind of end up being a very similar character without meaning to. <laughs> um, it's a quite. I, I do. I would like another one to come out. I would like. Where are you up to? Because you know. Oh, not very far. I mean, I've, I completed it in the past, so I wasn't. I, I wasn't right. expecting anything too shocking. I just went to Megaton um, after going through the fairly long. Um, oh, oh Jesus! You know, there's a, there's a mod that just lets you skip that shit. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not at all surprised. I did that a lot. I mean, I've never finished it, and to be honest, I never get really out of Megaton. It just. I I don't know why it just doesn't. It might be the setting. It might might be that sort of post-apocalyptic thing just doesn't do it for me. I just it just and the thing is it's all there. It all works. I love I love the vaults. Uh, sorry, the vaults. The VAT system. I like mm-hmm. that. I like kind of the 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 weapon. The, the you know and how that all works. The shoot mechanics fine. I've got no issue with it at all. I just don't like the game. I cannot get into it. It doesn't. Oh, no, it doesn't I, hold me at all. I think it's still a great game. I I, I, I do think it's starting to look a little bit dated now. Um, uh, in terms of animations and but in the, the, the yeah, they always do. The best. No, they never are the best. Particularly but... characters, they always look. No, they're they're, they're they're kind of landscapes and their art direction and all that stuff is just stunning. Characters. Oh, do you remember the facial animation in Oblivion? Oh. <laughs> Well, I mean, that wasn't because it was 360. That was just because it was shit. <laughs> yeah, it's not not amazing. Um, it was not good. But I didn't. I, I played for a bit, um, and then I kind of felt guilty because I thought, actually, I've got a game in my bag that I picked up and I haven't, and I should. I kind of. And it's topical, so you should have played it's, it. It's topical, but more importantly, it's definitely a game that I thought I would be conflicted on one way or the other. Um, so I had a bundle of old PlayStation 3 games just kind of no I, I'm trying to work out how could I get more shelf space I've got what, six or seven shelves in front of me now and they're all both seven foot high and they're mm. full of DVDs and books and yeah, comics yeah. and everything else and I thought yeah I could probably get rid of some of this stuff and I thought I'm not going to play any of those PS3 games again took a whole chunk and had some money in my game card as well and I took them to game got a pittance for them as you always do yep um and I, I said, what are you going to get? I said, I don't know. <laughs> and they had, because it was just by chance, the launch day of Last of Us on the PS4. So I thought, oh, okay, do you know what? I'll just get that. Um, it's a day one edition, which, from what I can tell, it means it comes with a free sticker that says day one edition on the front. I could be wrong. Um, I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, 
but yeah, I picked up the remastered version of The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, not having played the first one at all, and mm-hmm. very much concerned to fall into what I describe as the uncharted category of mm. um, the concentration of games that are basically cutscenes with crappy gameplay. Um, now, <laughs> I didn't want to. I just, I tried to like, do it right. I'm not gonna try and skip through anything. I'll just nope. try and. I'm sure this story is going to be the best thing about it, if at all anything. Um, so I, kind of... I love the way you've gone into this game with a completely open mind. <laughs> well, I, no, I find I, I understand listen, your issue. I, I, I went for it. Okay, and that was that was me. That was my open mind of okay, I'll give it a go. Um, so, as much as we can hope for. Yeah, exactly. Um, so put it in. Going to take a while to kind of get rolling because I forget that even consoles are painfully slow here we go go on doing stuff um get in start playing it um well you actually get i think the first thing you come across is a as a cutscene, which didn't surprise (laughs) me at all um very pretty and everything but of course it's a cutscene, so it doesn't really mean anything um and then start out and you've played um a sleepy little girl wandering around the house okay now when it comes to presentation this game is presented beautifully it's slick isn't it um the animations are excellent um, yep. I'm really pleased it was in 1080p because, whether or not, I can tell the difference. It was very, it was <laughs> sharp and um, crisp. Um, having said that, it's not without faults. I've definitely come across pop up in areas which I thought was a bit. I remember playing Daytona on the Saturn um, for <laughs> old school, old old school uh, listeners. That one. Um, it was so it wasn't perfect, but it was. I mean, they beautifully presented as well the movement the animations mm-hmm. presented excellently mm-hmm. uh, voice acting very good yeah um it's quite interesting it was talking along the, 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 the thing cliched part of it was like yeah they're trying to make me care aren't they quite a lot mm-hmm. the, the wrong audience for that one but okay power on, pa- carry on proceed i i see i think i'm possibly i might have found a brother in arms here because that first 20 minutes made me so angry because it was the most I found it the most cliched, cheap way of getting an emotional reaction. Yeah, definitely. That I've ever played. Definitely. And then people go, oh man, the first 20 minutes, oh, amazing. It's like, no, it's fucking cheap. And it's just, let's tug the heartstrings by making you play this character. And then what happens to that character? And you just sit there thinking, you knew it was going to happen. You knew what was coming. And yeah, you've just, so. it's cheap. It's fucking cheap. Handled, you know, looked brilliantly, acted really well, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But cheap, as far as I was yeah, concerned. I mean, it's pretty obvious what's going to happen, because you go, oh, that's not the girl from the front of the box. Yeah, exactly. She's blonde. <laughs> she's brunette. <laughs> it was pretty obvious that it wasn't going to be the same girl. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know how far I'm into it. I've been told, told it's not like something like 10-hour games and like that, which is I'm kind of pleased about. So, it, depends, it depends how you play it. I, I took me quite a long time because, you know, I'm like, I was tiptoeing around bloody everywhere. Cause, and I'm amazed I finished it with my record of scary games. But rough, roughly where, you do without spoiling it, where are you in? Have you got, what season are you in? I think I'm in summer still. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm good to put where... Um, well, you know you're in winter because it's snowing. Okay, it's good to know. Um, the, where I've arrived in some kind of small town or small high street. Uh-huh. Um, after the Capitol building nonsense. Right. Um, so, okay. It picks up when you hit winter. 
Okay, that's good to know. Um, the cutscenes themselves, very well done. I haven't skipped over yep. them. The, all, they've clearly been mo-capped all the way through, you can tell. Uh, mm-hmm. It's obvious. Yeah, so. they have. Yeah. Um, the, okay, it hasn't put me off. I haven't got thought I want to skip it. Um, the gameplay is better than Uncharted, so far, as mechanically better. Doesn't mm. feel quite as annoying. It still has. It, it still feels a bit clunky sometimes. I mean, you get in the like the fights seem a bit missed. A bit yeah, and the camera controls still a bitch. I found that quite frustrating. Mm. Um, I found that there was a moment where you had to you got some soldiers or police or some uh, some kind of authority with flashlights yeah. towards you, and I thought I ended up dying about twenty, well, not twenty, eight times trying to work out how to do that, um, and I realised that it was just easy just to run. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Other than be yeah. sneaky, I was like, okay, oh, that's pointless. I did all the nonsense of trying to throw things and distract them. I was like, oh, <laughs> leg it. It was causing more hassle than it's worth. Um, it's 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 been interesting to see whether or not. I mean, so far, they I think they've been quite clever about introducing the fear factor. I think they've deliberately made sure that you weren't by yourself initially. Deliberately, mm-hmm. I think they've mm-hmm. deliberately made that choice. Mm-hmm. Um, the the various zombies that come across, or whatever they are, infected, mm-hmm. um, not particularly bothersome. I found that there's maybe an area that's maybe quite intense. I just went up sneaking through the entire area, not getting bothered at all, looting stuff. Mm. While um, Ellie just bumbles around walking into them. Well, at that stage, I had both both of both, both okay, people yep. with me. Um, uh, so far, that's probably one of my favourite characters, Tess. I have to say. Okay. Yeah, that and the. Um, Oh, I don't know if you... No, I'm okay. See, we might have to do a spoiler cast at some point, but... It's... I mean, I will, if, it's, if it's short enough, I'll try I think, I think the game is... My, my problems with The Last of Us is I don't... It's a great game. It really is. And someone described it to me the other day as the best movie they've ever played. And that's the problem, I think, because the mm. story and the cutscenes are fantastic. And I'm, I'm, by story, I'm not just talking about the cutscenes. I'm talking about the little... Oh god, what do they call it now? There's a phrase for it. Um, something narrative. Um, but there's the story that you get told as you bump into things. So you walk into a room and you'll you'll find like two kind of withered skeletal corpses in a, mm. in, a, in a in a bath um, where they've obviously basically committed suicide together. Um, you know, uh, poignant little things like that, mm. or the whole story about there's a. Um, it's really difficult to go into without us being specific, sort of not spoilers as such, but they're they're not even really part of the main story. story. They're yeah. not the, the the main trip. It's the kind of thing where you walk into a kid's bedroom and you just that that you know, especially uh, this is fucking cliched, but as a parent, that, that really kind of like, oh okay right. Uh, and there's, there's yeah. lots of little stories like, and that's great. I still thought it's another thing. <laughs> it's a friend of mine, um, Petro, tweeted a couple of pictures um, of, you know, walk, kind of the textures is not being on the screen. So for a remastered version, I understand they bumped it up to 1080 and they've 60 framed it and it's going to make a big difference. But there's a lot of stuff they haven't, they haven't done very well. There's also the, the, the whole Uncharted thing of, I've walked around a corner. There appear to be a lot of boxes on the floor, providing ample cover for what is bound to be a multiple shoot a shootout coming yeah, it's up. It's definitely definitely that um, it's guilty of, and the combination of the ammo and obviously mm. me being very upset having to use a cocking joypad to try and headshot people. Um, I got I got no issue with that. I mean, I, I, I'll come on to it later, but I'm I'm quite at home with a joypad, and um, I I just had issues with the fact that the gameplay is pretty dire. Um, the yeah, actual that's my concern is that 
the, and I, I've been already hinted at when my colleagues at work had said to me, and she likes story games, and she's like, yeah. oh man, says. I know you, and I would not have worse. recommended this. I would recommend this game to you. You think you have to play it because it's one of those games. It's one of those. It's the game of the PS3, if you like. That and Uncharted, maybe. Again, Naughty Dog. But it is basically, it's a reskinned, slowed down Uncharted. That's yeah, really that's what so it far. is. So it, I mean, you know, you, you, that, that kind of Assassin's Creed slash. But it's, it's the same so thing. It's, it's basically a, corridor, a third person corridor shooter. Um, where you you know you can use cover and you you, you know you, it, it's Nathan Drake reskinned into Joel you know mm-hmm. that's that's what it is you can't argue with that that's what it is they've they've refined it slightly but they've refined it in the same way that they refined Uncharted one to Uncharted two where they made it a little bit slicker a little bit tighter a little bit you know the story is is good um, yes and there are bits that really kicked me. And there are memorable bits, but again, it's like I said, it's the best movie I ever played. It, it is, I could, you know, and they're talking about the last of his movie coming out, and it's like, well, I could have just watched that, save myself some of the heartache from the fucking well, camera control, yeah, and you know, and some of the, you know, just some of the stuff. But you know, it's a great game. It's still, it's still up there. I'm still really pleased I played it, and I would recommend anybody goes play it. Um, yeah, I, I kind of want to play it just because. Um, a bit like certain films that I presumed I would hate, then watched, then really hated. I couldn't feel I couldn't justify really shouting about them until I'd actually played them. Um, and I kind of approached it in a little bit. I was like, listen, I can't say much about it. I, I have concerns whether I'd like this or not. Um, mm-hmm. But I uh, you know what, there's not much on the PS4 at the moment anyway. I think that's most definitely going to affect the sales in a positive way for them. Um, yeah, of course it will. Uh, of course it will. Uh, I mean, so I, I already know. Of... I know two people that picked up the last first bundle. Yeah, you know, the, the console and the game. Yeah, I mean, I think so, that I think when you're looking at point of view of a game that came out fairly late in the PS3 generation, mm-hmm. um, mixed with coming out fairly early in the PS4 generation, when there's not many games coming out, it's probably got the maximum it could from it. Yeah, um, particularly in this kind of incredibly quiet game period, there's almost nothing coming out. Yeah, I mean, I've I've, I've just looked now. I've just traded in a few of my games, um, and I've now realised I've got no physical PlayStation 4 games mm-hmm. at all. I've got nothing, no no PS4 cases in the house at all. They've all gone. I've got nothing there. So all I'm using my console for is Battlefield 4 um, and, you know, really missing the Destiny beta. But apart from that, um, that that's kind of all I'm using it for. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to... I will try to proceed on with it. I'm very conscious of that. I think you should. I think you should because... Um, there are a couple of kick moments where you just think, okay, that, that kind of makes it work. And I'm, I know I sound like I'm being negative, but I think it's a great game. I really do. But I think too many people and too many major sites as well were happy to overlook gameplay flaws. Oh, I mean, I have to, I have to say, Purely for the fact that, oh, isn't the story great? I, I, I have to dogs uh, resist, I, you know. There is no doubt about it. I mean, they are, there is clearly a devout... Um, uh, blind fan base to this game. Mm. Absolutely. I mean, if you see any comments on any forum or any um, any site, news site talking about this, and then was being critical, they get fucking ripped to shreds. And mm. I'm like, okay, this is the best game ever. I'm like, best game no. ever, ever. <laughs> I mean, no. I could name twenty games without thinking about it that are better than this ever. Um, I mean, it's a good game. Well done. Made a pretty game. Um, but let's let's not be. It, it falls into Bioshock and for the thing, which also has this massive kind of. Mm, I think that's. But I think I've, again, I've, I think you know, Infinite was one of those ones that came out 
garnered an awful lot of praise very quickly. But then I think if you got those people to go revisit it, it would the scores would plummet quite heavily, even I'm from sure, some of the major sites. I'm sure press that. would. I'm sure press would. But there's still this loyal fan base that insists upon it. It's fucking amazing. Like, I don't tend to listen to loyal fan bases very well, much. I, I think it's. I, I find it interesting, particularly it's, it's kind of my business to pay attention to what people are saying. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, enough. That there's actually more truth in what people are saying, commenting on stories, than there is about what the the, the journalists say themselves. Um, so it gives you an idea. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to belittle it. I'm just saying that you know, most people that that post on comments threads are, you know, one at the extreme level. Yes, yeah, they're yeah, either yeah. one out of ten or it's ten out of ten yeah, and go find myself. You see that the, the the fantastic scores on Metacritic, where every chuckle is like, oh, "This game's good." One out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's. I mean, I was going to talk a little bit about um, my the the huddle to um, grandmother uh, exchange. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, you traded your grandmother for a huddle. Yeah, exactly. Even that's cold, beastie. Yeah, that's cold. cold. Um, <laughs> Last of Us, I just felt like I just felt right. I just, I just thought, yeah. <laughs> um, the, the, all I could say was the, the synopsis of of it would be it was like showing somebody um, fire for the first time. Oh, that was pretty much the. Uh, she likes it then. Yeah, but of course she has no idea what she's doing. <laughs> It was, it was quite That's painful. dangerous if it's fire. It's, it's quite it's quite <laughs> painful, but luckily I've completely locked everything down, so she can't do anything. So um, I'm hoping my grandfather understood it a little bit more, and I think he did. But um, I kind of had a moment of thinking, she's she's probably a bit older than I thought she was, isn't she? It's not going to end up like war games or whatever it was, you know? She's suddenly starting off thermonuclear war. No, she can't. She can't. She can't use the, the, the Play Store. <laughs> do you want to play again? Okay. You have um, no. <laughs> no, God, no. So, Vimesy, what have you been playing? I was hoping to actually join you guys on Sunday. There weren't many of us, to be fair. I think we was. I put sent out a last-minute tweet. There were, there were three or four of us. Um, I, I basically, we, we wanted a little bit of a, a PC FPS session and uh, started off with a bit of Battlefield 4, which was amusing because I haven't actually played Battlefield 4 since probably launch. I think yeah, I tried... me too. I was, like, level 6 or something, which tells you exactly how long I've played it for on that. I mean, I'm level... 80 something in I think on PS4 mm. um, and it's oh god I found that hard I, I found it so hard I just could I have not first person shooting on especially a game like Battlefield um, on a keyboard and mouse fucking hell I ain't got the coordination for this shit. It's like, you know, I've got to push W to go forward. I've also got hold down shift to make sure I'm crouched. No, control to make sure I'm crouched. Whilst also trying to toggle over for G for grenade. I'm already breaking my left hand at this point. <laughs> um, you know, whilst thinking about I need to flip to my, you know, there are reason why controllers are invented, people. It makes this shit simple. Okay. I ended up switching out and ended up using my Xbox pad on a PC shooter, which was just felt wrong in every way. But I started playing a little bit better. Couldn't shoot for shit, but at least I could move about, you know. <laughs> that was effectively what it... I mean, my KD was awful. It was just absolutely awful. Um, but uh, there, was, it was, there was nothing for it. I just couldn't... I need to go practice some more, I think, with my, with my, my, my you know, mouse and keyboard because it just wasn't going to happen. Um, but, yeah, it, and then flipped to um, Titanfall, which was... Really interesting for me because um, I haven't played that at all since launch. I okay. think I played, I played quite like, a lot of the beta. Like most people. 
Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of it, really. Um, I think I was, again, on this one, I think I was about level six. And in Titanfall, that's a sim, because you can get to level ten in about two hours. Um, yeah, that's true. So I haven't unlocked anything. But actually, I had a really good fun on it. And the best thing about it is, because it's quite console-y, um, it didn't matter that I was using a pad. You know, my accuracy did not seem to be affected in any because it's just, you know... The, didn't need it <laughs> just pulled the trigger people die um and and the one thing that game does really really well is it makes you feel like a fucking badass straight off the bat you're bouncing around off walls off titans all over the place laying down leather you come out of that game thinking boom motherfuckers and then you look at the score chart and you're like fifth on your yeah. team yeah. out of six yeah. <laughs> you're kind of like huh i don't understand I, you know i did every i, I came out of one game thinking i owned that I captured this point. I got those guns online. I did that. I'm sure I took that title. I whapped loads of people. And then I come out and it's like, yeah, player kills two, death 28. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, um, that's, that's, that's the power of the gash mercenaries that fight with you. <laughs> you well, it's, really hard even to those, because it, it breaks it down in the scores. You know, it gives you player kill. It gives you um, AI yeah, but kill. While, but while you're term. playing it, you feel like you're killing things because you're getting these basically free kills. Yeah, but even that comes in your score. That's what I'm saying. It's even, it'll, it'll count up how many yeah, of the, not, the, the chaff you kill. Very but, much. <laughs> yeah, I know, but even those weren't particularly high. That's what I don't really understand. Um, and it's a, it's a, it was a really good, fun game. And actually, I want to play more of it because it's, it's one of those games that you can just pick up. It's a bit, I guess, like you and Team Fortress, where you can just pick it up, play for half an hour, an hour, and just put it down again and just know you've had a wicked time on it for an hour and leave it. I probably would have left it on my hard drive if it didn't take up 50 gig of God. 55 games. gig. 55 gig at the uh, moment. That's without any, you know premium content DLC or anything like that um, and apparently it's not like 50, 50 gig of that sound um, uncompressed yeah it's like, 50, it's like 44 gig of sound oh dear. but it is it is quality it is a good game you can pick it up I think you can get you know various ways of getting it off the EA Mexico store for about 12 quid it's certainly worth that um, no, I think I'll pay about 22 pounds for mine I didn't pay much for it I know that um, it would probably be in 20 quid or around that mark. And you know, I'm sure I'll get that out of it. So yeah, I played that. Um, and we're going to try and do something similar again, if you're not next week, fairly soon. So people listen out for that. I'll, I will tweet out if, we, if we're planning to hook up again on live, some of that. Um, Battlefield four and time four seem to be the, the, the ones that people said they wanted to play and then not turned up. Um, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to leave off things like, you know, Dota and I racing and stuff. Cause People have bought sick of um, I finally activated my Elder Scrolls Online account. Right. Which I've been threatening to do for a while. And um, I finally thought, shit, I've got, a, I've got a, my second kid's coming along in about six weeks' time. I ain't got long to do this. Um, so I might as well activate it because I picked it off cheap off some games key we're site. Gonna, we're going to be lean for hosts soon, aren't we? Yeah, pretty much. Um, there we go. Uh, we might as so, well cancel the show. Yes, fucking bin it off. We'll, do, we'll turn it to a parenthood show. That God. could be quite interesting. Dad, <laughs> you, you, can, you can just come in and just go, oh, please stop <laughs> you, already. You, just stop. <laughs> Don't care. Um, <laughs> fucking other people's children. Bloody hell. Um, so, Elder Scrolls Online. Let's start, shall we, at the very beginning. So I'm assuming we're going to talk about the, the, the initial ventures you had, um, the, the interesting tales of, 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 the, of 
the hobbit that gave you some kind of exciting adventure to do? No, I'm going to talk about getting my fucking account sorted. Right. Okay, because this is not a simple process, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no. Um, go download the client. That's that's fine. That's 40 or gig or whatever it is of, of, of Elder Scrolls goodness coming straight down your pipes. Go and try and get an account. Fine. Yep, do all that. And then I got a little pissed off because basically it takes you into your account section where you, you have to obviously have an active account. Now, I've already put in, you know, I went in, I, I had all the client installed and things like that. That's that wonderful. I'm good to go. Click play. You haven't got an active account. What? Well, I know I put my game key in so it knows I've got the game. Go into my account details. Oh, no. It won't let me have an account until either I've put in what subscription method I'd like or I've entered a prepaid time code. Now, yeah. I get 30 days free with ESO. Right, that's why I buy the game. I get my thirty-three days of play, so I can, you know, there's my the, money. The word gone, you're right? looking for isn't free; it's included. Included, sorry, not free. Yes, included game time. My thirty days free, so I should be able to play, as far as I'm concerned, thirty days, without having to do anything else. But it won't let me have an active account until I've either said, "Here's my PayPal details" or whatever it is, sign me up for a recurring subscription, or I've gone off and paid more money to get a time card and entered the code because even if i tick the box that says i'd like to do this by time card please it says great what's the code well i haven't got it because i'm bought it yet because i don't know if i like the game yet mm-hmm. well you can't proceed then that's normal MMO thing, by the way. well fuck off i've got <laughs> that's that's not what you know i have 30 let me play the fucking game i might not want to give you my paypal details or my credit card details. i might want i don't want to do that so I want to play by time card. Oh, well, then you've got to go and spend 20 quid on a spanking time card or 16 quid or whatever it is. But I don't want to do that because I've just spent X amount of quid on this game anyway. Well, by just, you mean some time ago? No, it's literally just because it was cheap on a games game. Oh, I see. Okay. And so, you know, it's like... I mean, I had an email off from the... Actually, about three days before I was doing this, I had an email from um, Bethesda saying, we noticed that since the beta finished, you haven't actually bought the game. Do you want to fill in the questionnaire? I thought, yeah, damn right, I'd do. Click on the link. Link was dead. This, this, yeah, this, this questionnaire has already closed. I'm like, fucking, you just sent it to me two minutes ago. What's going on? Um, so MMOs are hard to manage. <laughs> not off to the best start. Let's put that. But anyway, so fine, whatever. I pay, I'm not spending any more time coming on it, so I PayPal'd it up, and I've got it in my diary to cancel it on a certain date. Um, so what can I say about this you game? Okay, you fine. can cancel it beforehand. I can. I could go into it now, but actually I'm yeah. quite enjoying it. <laughs> So I've kind of left. I'm, I'm running that dangerous gauntlet. I've left it running for now. Um, so look, the game is really, you know, it's very polished. It's quite slick. It's very pretty. Um, it is an MMO. Ta-da. It reminds me an awful lot of, um, actually, to be honest, and only you'll probably laugh at this, one of my favorite MMOs is um, Age of Conan. No idea why. Don't, don't, don't. Oh, I knew that was coming. It was good, okay? Well, everyone it launched with a shitload of bugs, which, you know, basically put me off. I got to about, you know, level 40 or something like that, and it was just, I just, one quest I just could not complete because the person wasn't there. And there, there was all sorts of amusing little bugs and other words. But actually, one of the things that made that game really interesting, what made, what, what kind of turned me on to it was the art direction was fantastic. The places you went, the difference in, 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 um, in kind of, area you know what i mean so the, the different bio biodomes or whatever you want to call it 
environments was 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 really really well done the combat was interesting because they actually bothered trying to change it up from the wow version um elder scrolls does a similar sort of thing same as kind of wild style where it's got this kind of directional thing where you can move out of the way of attacks by you know just basically getting out of their line of sight or um you know just just moving out the way effectively um so yes, it's, it's quite good. The story is is chaff, but it drives you along quite nicely. It's typical Elder Scrolls stuff. It's very slick with the voice acting and the kind of um, the conversation trees that drive your quest forward and things. The characters are okay, if if immemorable, because they're just so generic. Um, but actually, the gameplay itself and the places I've been, I'm actually quite enjoying it. It's it's possibly just my cathartic. I mean, look, I'm I'm, I'm nearly finished my playtime. I'm nearly up to level ten, so I'm sure this won't last much longer. Mm, um, but I I am enjoying it so far. But there are some interesting things I wanted to bring to the table. Class choice. Mm. Now, I'm all for, you know, yeah changing things up a little bit and getting rid of your standard six to eight different types of classes and all this sort of thing. Elder Scrolls Online gives you four pretty much off the back. So you've got, you kind of, you, you have your different races, which give you certain buffs in certain areas. So this one might give you, a, you pick this class that gives you a mage, you know, a magic buff. This one gives you an archery buff. This one gives you whatever. And then it gives you kind of four classes. So you kind of have a Templar, a Dragon Knight, uh, I think it's a Knight Blade, and, and there's one more that I can't remember. But I can't see any way. Of, uh, so, so you get, okay, let's go. You get into that class, and then when you're in that class, you have class skills and there's another three of those so i've gone for a dragon knight because it was i don't really know well no no because i know because there was a night blade as well there's a night blade you you think night blade's going to be thief you think yep awesome because how how do i play skyrim i play it probably the same way as quite a lot of people which is i go fucking sneaky and i shoot people in the head with an arrow you know and that's that's how i'm playing skyrim but that's the point i couldn't find a class that immediately i thought oh that's that's the one that's that's the one that i want to play that's that's my sneaky beaky shoot people in the face with an arrow type thing um i'm still it's almost giving because it's doing this thing where it says you don't have to you know if i play a rogue in um in wow i basically know look you're going to be dual wielding uh, a couple of daggers that's basically what you're your, you know, maybe one-handed swords, dual wielding that if if you if you want, but mainly it's going to be daggers. Um, this one is basically because standard Skyrim thing. I'm fucking. I, I I've I've got skill points as you level up, and I'm kind of like, right, okay, great. But now you're telling me I can use any weapon. Well, I haven't settled on what weapon I want. So do I want to put my points into one-handed, or do I want to put my hands into my points into two-handed, oh, or do yeah. I want to put my points into this? And it's just giving me too many fucking choices. It's not. Because it's not funneling me down, I also have a fairly, I'm guessing a fairly finite skill pool, but it's giving me so many options, I don't know where to go. Because not only have I got skill trees, you know, skill progressions, for example, for every weapon. So you've got your your one-handed sword and shield, you've got your two-handed, you've got your um, bow, you might have, uh, you know, your, your magic mace, you know, uh, wizard staffy type things. You mm. might have whatever. Okay, so you you have all these different weapon types, and then if you go, say you go put a a, a point into a specific uh, skill, 
um, at some point you'll be saying, well, do you want to morph that into another skill that gives you a bonus of, of two? So you basically take your your one skill and then it will say, right, you've got a choice here. You can either keep that skill as it is or you can buff it slightly. So this one will give you a bit of area of attack or you can have you can go down the other line, which will give you a little bit more of a, a damage reduction on, on, you know, your enemy was damage will be reduced or you can put damage over time on somebody, for example. And you then can choose that one. And, but each of these is taking skill points away from you. That you don't have because right. you don't get enough of them to kind of think oh, all right okay but you probably do once you get to the max level not really the way the way i work it out is you you i don't actually know what the max level is in in in, in ESO. um but you get one skill point per level you can find um sky shards and th- finding three sky shards gives you an extra skill point but they're they're not rare <sighs> But they're not they're not easy to find. I've only found I've probably got a couple of skill points out of finding skill, maybe three skill points out of well, finding those. Say that if you mentioned I can so see that you probably could be covered by end level though, that they're, they're things like it's kind of scale up quite comfortably. So Well they might do, but the problem is because they've given me so many different lines and so many choices, that would be fine. If if you know, if I'm playing something like um World of Warcraft or I'm playing something like Lord of the Rings online because my, my skill tree, because of the class I've chosen and the, the race I've chosen, maybe, my, my skill tree is already kind of narrowed down. But because they've given me such a broad, they've just basically said, that doesn't matter. You put your skill points into whatever you want. You have to be so much more disciplined with what you're putting your points into. Yeah. And it's very easy to get tempted away and think, oh, yeah, but if I just put one in there, that will give me a reset them. Not that I've found yet. You, you probably can. There's probably some point in the future where it says, do you want to spend 100 gold and, and, and reallocate? There probably is something like that. I haven't come across yet. I'm too low. I'm only level 9, for God's sake. But yeah. the problem I've got is that it's almost giving me too much choice, um, which might be fine for some people, but it, it's making it... I'm just finding it such... I've, I've got, like... I'm only level 9. I've, I've kept back three skill points because I don't want to put them into weapons or armor, for example... All your armor, you like medium and heavy armor. Well, I can wear whatever I want. At the moment, I've got two bits of medium and three bits of heavy, for example. So, 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 so hang on, what, what class are you again? I'm a dragon knight. I presume that you want heavy. Don't know. Well, because probably build, Because my build I wanted was more um, using the bow. Right. So it's, it's a very difficult... Because you look at the initial class setup and it doesn't give you... It doesn't say if you want to use the Bogo Nightblade, because that's a race decision, because I picked my High Elf or whatever. You see, so it becomes confusing to you as to what, what's the point? <laughs> I don't know. It's giving me too much in many ways, and I, I haven't quite... Just, so I'm keeping back points, because it's like, well, I don't know what fucking arm... What, what armor do I want to be in? Because normally, if I'm playing with a bow, I want to be in light, because I want to be more maneuverable, and I want to be all this sort of things. But actually... I seem to be kitting myself out with loads of fucking heavy armor because that's what's come into my possession. But I don't want to put I points into heavy armor because imagine, <laughs> I might I want to put them into what? You're probably overthinking it. I imagine it's probably not a complex, but I could be wrong. Me? Me? Overthink things? Yeah. Sure. I would probably just wiki it. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably very right. So anyway, that's 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 my... So anyway, I got into games, started playing, really enjoying it, actually. Um bit sick of the fucking tutorial now pity it's not i think there's there's a some way you can skip it i really hope there is in the future where something where you can skip it because if i'm leveling any alts i do not want to be doing that again and again and again it's all right pain in the ass um but that's the same with any 
sort of intro quest, I suppose. Um, there are some quite amusing things. I am, I am enjoying it. It is, it is fun in an MMO type kind of way. If you've got, you know, it's quite cathartic and it's quite relaxing to play. I have some issues. One of those, <laughs> there's, there's just funny things that happen. For example, it, I'm actually quite surprised because it's, that doesn't give you a set server. So you know how like normally okay. you look into an MMO and it's basically you choose, I want to be on whatever, whatever server. And that's Raximus. There you go server or yeah. earthen heart server or whatever it doesn't give you that so it's using some little magic in the background to kind of like i guess if you have friends on there it'll kind of do that guild wars thing of being able to kind of see your other friends in a sort of instance do you know what i mean but, uh, but what that does do yeah. is it actually makes the world seem quite populated so it's actually quite busy even though you know we're talking a few months after launch, and I'm running around as a oh, low it's, level, it's got a, uh, a it's got a combination server, isn't it? I think. Yeah, probably. I, I don't I don't know how it works, but well, it's a cluster you, server, basically. Yeah, you don't go in there and say I'm on this server. It's just you're yeah. on Elder Scrolls Online. Um, so I'm not quite sure how it works, but it seems to work. But what it does do is obviously it it means that if I went into I don't know, say I went into well, WoW's probably a bad example, but if I went into WoW now, um, the starting zones are probably very very sparse there's not probably not probably. that many people in there whereas this one actually feels quite busy there's quite a lot of them one of the issues one of the problems with this is that i've just done a quest tonight where um effectively I, i've got to go in disguise and it's it's a it's a it's a full disguise so basically i have my character who's a high elf or whatever and i go up to my this kind of secret agent character and he says oh i want you to go and infiltrate this bunch of um, people who are trying to overthrow the throne and you go, oh, okay, fine. He says, put this earring on, it will alter your appearance and you'll, you know, um, so I put this earring on and boom, there I am. I'm now a tall, balding, pointy bearded man. Great. Nice. As I'm running around this town, my <laughs> running past so many identical sprites of this tall, balding, pointy oh, bearded good man. Point. Yeah, it must be really weird. Complete the quest, which kind of one of the better terms turns the weather off. Uh, <laughs> the sky kind of clears and it's all lovely and sunshine. But you know that other people who haven't done that quest line yet, the weather is still. Do you know what I mean? It's personal to you. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're interesting, but equally they're problematic as well. I'm sure they are, but it's just it's quite noticeable and it's quite a nice, especially if you've been playing MMOs as long as I have, where you never used. To, you know that was that was like you'd be dreaming if you ever thought that was going to happen. But in this one, for example, you know, there's an early mission where I go and there's a burning village and I have to go and save some villages and I have to, you know, put out fire and whatever. And um, when I walk through it the first time, there's loads of these uh, enemies kind of standing outside the, uh, outside houses or church or whatever. And when I've done the mission, I've kind of saved the village. I walk back through it and those have been replaced by soldiers who are fixing the village. So it's actually quite a nice touch because obviously you, you know that there are other people who are running around you with their sword out doing the mission you've just done for the last half an hour. Yeah, so yeah. it's still going on. But it's, I just think it's quite a nice touch. It makes the world seem a little bit more reactive to what you're doing. The, the problem is with those reason that I'm I think they're a mixed a mixed blessing is the fact that OK, then Trump leave your mate. Something oh, I've done that quest. Oh, I have. Oh, I can't see you. Where are you? Oh, no, I must be two quests ahead. Well, if you do those two quests, we can try and meet up. It just automatically means you're separating the, the community feeling. Yeah, I, I hadn't really thought of it because I've done what I always do with MMOs, which is solo them. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's convenient you probably like Destiny, actually, because it sounds like it's basically a single-player MMO. Let's not go into the whole Destiny thing again. <laughs> <laughs> Please, God. Um, and then the other thing, um, ESO, I thought was quite amusing, was, was when, when you came online tonight, BC, I was playing in a... In a um, the culmination of this quest line where I, I've gone to this island, I've infiltrated the ranks of the evil overthrowers and I've done a few of their tests, which is quite, again, quite amusing because uh, I'm still in my tall, balding, pointy beard man costume, if you like. And uh, <laughs> you've got these three things, an intelligence test, an endurance test, and a, and a brute force test. So basically the intelligence one is you go, go up to this bloke and he asks you a riddle and you have to point to something on a table that answers that riddle. It's quite right. a nice little. It's quite a nice little break from the norm, if you like. But there, are, I'm not kidding. There are 11 tall, pointy-bearded men stood around in exactly the same red outfit with a brown waistcoat. Stood around this one bloke, all getting the riddle from him at the same time. It kind of broke the immersion slightly. Yeah, that and is then, the uh, yeah. That's you know, probably the next. The next one was doing this race around the island, and again there were like six of us all running around the island in tandem, <laughs> like a relay race. It was ridiculous. But um, anyway, went into the, the dungeon to sort of to clear out the, the final bosses, if you like. And this is you probably heard me get in the rage a few times because I'm I'm like I said I'm playing this. I'm a level nine. These are level elevens. And it's the, the first thing you do is basically so you go into this dungeon, you go down a corridor, you turn right, and there's this this room, and there are I think five or six level eleven guards in there, and your only instruction is clear the first room. You're like, great. So you start shooting, and of course, all five of them charge towards you, and you die. And mm-hmm. you're like, this is slightly unfair. So you think, okay, I'll try again. Luckily, the waypoint is right inside the front door, so you know you've only you can literally instant respawn. Mm-hmm. Um, slight durability hit to your kit, but what the fuck? you ain't got no choice. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you you charge back into, you know, they've all gone back to their post. You go back and you try again. Oh, this is just not working. So I end up, oh, I'll just focus on one guy, see how far I can get. This is after about three or four deaths. So I just concentrate on one bloke, kill one bloke, die, but realize that when I've respawned, that bloke hasn't respawned. So effectively, I cheat my way through this dungeon by just concentrating on one guy all the time and dying lots, but because so long as I take one person out for every one of me, I'm whittling them down to get to a manageable level. So I took all five guards out because I just killed one, died, respawned. That's then uh... gone down to four. Killed another one. I get killed by the other three. Fine, but there's now only three of them in the room. Respawn. And it's just like, brilliant. Did that. Got to the final room. There's three apparent bosses who weren't particularly difficult to kill. Exactly the same thing. I managed to kill two of them the first time. The third one got me. I respawned at the thing. Run back to the third room. It's only that one left. Kill that one, jobs are good. It's a flawless system. It just, yeah, but that's the thing. It's made it. it was, I didn't know what to think of it because, in a way, it, I think it's just bad game design because there's no, there was no way I could have taken those five level 11s out as a level nine. Even if I was a level 11, you'd be hard pushed to take out five on you, right? And. So a that's that's bad from the get go because it's not an it's not a it's not a dungeon that you're supposed to complete with other people, and considering there are, you know, like I say, eleven or 
probably more of us on that island. When I went into the dungeon, I didn't see another one. So it leads mm. me to think it was instances of solo. There was no way I was going to be able to kill all these five people. So A, why put me in those odds in the first place? Because it just wasn't going to happen. I'm not that bad a player. You know, I know when, you know, I could probably take taken two out and then I'd have been just, just would have died. So either they've taken the hit and said, oh, well, he can just respawn and whittle them down, in which case that's really poor game design and also defeats the kind of object of death. Where's the penalty? Oh, my items have taken a slight durability hit. I'll get mm. prepared as soon as I go into town. What are you talking about? Yeah. So, I don't know. But I am I am enjoying it. But like I said, I'm nearly at level 10 now, so I'll probably bin it off this week. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you're pretty right. I can see you doing uh, that. And the only other thing I wanted to talk briefly about, because I'm aware this is turning to one of those epic marathon podcasts of old. Oh, don't um, we? We can, we, can wit, we can do our standard uh, news. Oh, yeah, rattle through the news. <laughs> yeah. 30 seconds. Uh, yeah. Is... Um, woes on the laptop because i thought what would be really good is if i could get elder scrolls online installed on the laptop and then i can use my laptop up in the lounge project it onto the wall and have yeah so big screen and just sit there and kind of zone out to it and um thought yep that's wonderful downloaded it went into the game launched it and you know the bit where you you kind of go into the game, you, you type in, you've got your username and your password, mm-hmm, yeah. in, and then it takes you to the character, career, you know, where you choose your character that you want to use. Yep. For this space session. Yeah. On my PC, I log into that, I put my password in, little loading screen, 12 seconds, because I've timed it, and I get into my, my I want to use that character, and off I go. Yeah? Yeah. On my laptop, an hour and 15 minutes after I type my password in, I still haven't got off the loading screen to choose the character I want to play. Is it? A, I can't remember what your laptop. Is it a good laptop? It was five years ago. Yeah, I mean, not so much anymore. And the problem I've got with it is, it's mainly the CPU is letting it down. It really is bottlenecking it. So when I run an Xperia thingy, you know, Windows Experience job, or whatever, uh-huh, uh-huh. the CPU is like sitting at three point six. Everything else is sitting at above six. And I just don't think there's any way for me to... I did tweet about it and sort of see if anybody knew a way of doing it. I just don't see there's a way of easily swapping out my CPU in my laptop, which is a bit of a shame, really. But, um, but it's five years old. I mean, that's like basically yes, a dinosaur. That, but it's, it's still quite, you know, it's still a 19-inch widescreen um, gaming-ish laptop. You know, with a fairly decent graphics card, it'll run pretty much. Used to run pretty much anything. I'm amazed this is the one that's. I mean, have you? I, I, I presume it. you've checked your drivers and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, I've done all that. It's just, it's just, you know, it's a, it's a dual core processor. Um, that's that's what I was running. I can't remember. It was running at two point two or something. I can't remember. But it's just, it's just letting the side down. I was just a bit disappointed. I thought there might have by now have been a way where. You can upscale your P- your laptop in the same way you can do your PC, but um, it doesn't look like that's going to be the case, which, no. is, which is sad. So basically all it means is I've now got to do the usual thing, which is just take my PC and put it back up in the lounge every time I want to do that, which isn't a huge problem, to be honest, because all the wiring and the cabling is just sat there. All I've got to do is literally unplug it, heft it 20 metres, plug it back in again. So mm-hmm. it's no bad thing. But anyway, um, and that's about it. So... 
Yeah. We've, we've done lots of games, the two of us. We have done lots of games. Well, not that many games. We've just talked about them a lot. Yes. Well, there was some <laughs> some some new stuff in there. and Yeah. Some very old stuff in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Um, so, after all those games, you're thinking, Christ, give me something new to play. Well, aren't you in luck? Because this very week, on the 8th of August, Ultra Street Fighter 4. On PC. On PC. And I know there are probably tens of people out there waiting for that game. Um, go enjoy. Um, no, I, I imagine there'll be... FALs out. I, I imagine there'll be, there probably is some people out there. I mean, they're on that, that big tournament in Las Vegas and everything, so... Yeah, I mean, fighting fighting thing, there's always a scene for, for those fighters. It's not yeah. So I have absolutely next to no knowledge about no, that. I if would, that's what you're waiting for, then it's coming out. This I week. would pick it up if I could find a way of getting a decent... Um, control pad working on my PC can't you just use a they do the um, fight sticks and stuff for the Xbox can't you just or buy on the PS3 can't you just well I because I've got a um, Street Fighter go. Street Fighter 2 or Street Fighter 4 um, themed pad that's 360 compatible a pad or an actual a pad uh, so stick. basically it resembles the Saturn pads I'm a, I'm a D-pad okay. guy when it comes to right. Street Fighter not a control stick um, and I cannot get the thing to work at all. Plug it in. It's going to do. I put the drivers on. Blah blah blah. I'm not going to talk about getting bothered. But I would probably like to play a bit of Street Fighter on my big shiny monitor. And oh, anyway, the last last fine game I had any decent luck on was the first Tekken on PlayStation One, and that's just because I came the demo so much. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's rapidly move into part two where we talk about other media. Yeah. Films, books, comics, etc. As this, this section is so affectionately known. Um, go on then, because you, you, you're going to talk about the one film I really want to see and probably won't be able to till it comes out on Blu ray. Is that um, R.I.P.D.? Yes, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, I thought so. R.I.P.D., because uh, we were talking about this the other week. and Yes, it was last week, in fact. Wow. I mean, what more could I want than Ryan Reynolds and Jeff Bridges in my lounge? Well, yes. So um, Rest in peace, department. Yes. Wondering. I did um, IMDb because I just thought I need to know what it stands for. I'm I'm not going to dwell on on this too much as uh, Clark did bring it up last week. Um, it's basically okay. It's a bit like a crap Men in Black. Bearing in mind that I think Men in Black isn't great. <laughs> I love Men in Black. Oh, shut up! It's rubbish. Um, Men in Black is less so. The girlfriend quite liked it. I'll be honest, I dozed off toward the end and woke up near the end and thought, oh, it's finished good. Um, it, I was I'm I don't think fairly we need to talk about this anymore. No. It's got an IMDb rating of 5.6, which is probably fair. Probably. From everything I've heard about it, and I, I have actually looked into this because I was intrigued by the premise and Clarkie just confused me with science so I thought I'll go and have a look at it Yeah. Uh, and everything I read leads me to believe that 5.6 is possibly a fair if maybe exaggerating um, <clears throat> yes perhaps kind of, yes. it wasn't I mean, it wasn't dreadful it was just about whatever uh, uh, no interest in it no I'm talking about the other one that I really want to go and see okay well with that in mind um, I presume you're talking about the best Marigold Hotel which is what I also watched no but you over can now weekend. talk about that as well okay right okay, okay. well at this point I thought you'd been into this so best Marigold Hotel it was on um, one of the bajillions of streaming services I feel like I'm subscribed to 
Um, also, like, what the fuck last week? You haven't heard of Now TV? I'd <laughs> heard of it. I just wasn't quite sure what it was. Um, anyway, um, Brash Mago Hotel. I wasn't quite sure what to expect of this. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. It's basically. Um, it feels a bit like a Richard Curtis film. Is this the best exotic Marigold Hotel? The best exotic Marigold Hotel, yes. Right, got you. Um, and oh, okay, this is Julie Dench. Yes, yes, Maggie yes. Smith thing, yep, okay. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Um, it, it's, it has a very kind of... You know those kind of, as you mentioned, uh, kind of Julie Dench and Maggie Smith and similar... Oh, similar in, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, no, I remember this. I have heard of it lots. Good. Yes. Um... Because they've got a whole generation of those actors and actresses, or actors, we're allowed to say, whatever we're going to say, um, politically correctly, um, were of all that kind of generation. They've been around, been massively successful and everywhere, but very British um, actors and actresses. And they've kind of all in this, pretty much. And it's the story of um, their, their, their lives that are leading up to them deciding they want to leave the UK. Um, leave their homes and move to India to the to the best, the greatest of Marigold hotels. Um, uh, I don't want to spoil it for people. It's definitely it's various things. Various things happen that um, where people change their mind. I think one of the characters, Max Fist, plays a particularly racist character, and the whole thing about the fact that she's she's in the hospital uh, in the UK and doesn't be served by a non-white doctor, and it's kind of her. Awakenings, you can imagine, is all part of that. It's kind of standard um, uh, story mechanics you expect to happen. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it. It was really, fu- it was funny. It was nice. It was a good kind of Sunday evening film. Is about how I can describe it fairly. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm just looking at IMDb for about a moment. It's, it's linked to kind of if you like this, you'll also like Quartet. Have you ever watched Quartet? No. That's similar sort of thing where you basically. <laughs> the same cast but in a home for retired musicians um where they're trying to organize some concert to raise funds to keep the home going or whatever it is kind of similar you're still talking you see bill nye julie dench um maggie smith uh, i think um he's a tarbucks in it as well so you know something for the dads (laughs) (laughs) the interesting more the two two interesting things about this i can find is one the director's john madden which I think is amusing. Yes. I yes. American football. There we go. And then um, they're also doing a sequel, which is due out next year, which considering the average age of most of the cast is might be pushing it. Uh, a little I, bit. I think they'll be all right. So the best thing I think they, I think they two. Yeah, I think they'll probably cry gently freeze them during the year. But yeah, they'll have to. Honestly, I think if you've got, I think everyone can get a lot of enjoyment out of this. It's, it's a, a, a very pleasant and kind of carefree film in many ways. Okay. Um, but lastly, the film that you don't want to talk about... No, I don't um, have anything to do with this. ...was um, so last Thursday. I went for the first showing, or first day showing, of Next Guardians. Yeah. No, just oh. the first showing, local local cinema. Oh. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, go on, tell me how wonderful it is. In glorious 2D, as a sensible person would do. Oh, okay. Um... I had to go. To, unfortunately, I couldn't go to the cinema I wanted to go to because I only had a 3D showing, which is a bit irritating. Um, so we had to change <laughs> cinema. Go on. Well, a choice. Um, I thought it was great. I thought it was really good fun. Um, oh, I want someone to tell me it's shit, so I don't feel bad about probably not being able to go and see it. Uh, if I go and see it, I'm gonna have to go and see it on my own. So? 
Unless anybody who lives near Bath wants to go and see it. Why, why is that a bad thing? I mean, that's glorious. Quiet. You can sit there. No, no, no. This is the children's holiday time. There is no quiet. Yeah, it was quite quiet. I know. Well, I was quite surprised, actually. Considering how many people in my Facebook feed have banged on about this film and whatever watched it recently, mm. I was really surprised how quiet the cinema was. Um, oh, oh, it I'm was. There wasn't many of us in there. I'm going to have to take a night off and just tell the missus I'm sorry. You're going to have to sit in with a. I'm going to the cinema. I take a scoot and go and watch it. The, the, there's a big challenge in a film like this. You've got some ridiculous characters like Rocket and Groot. Groot. Who are, um, plus, you've got a scenario of you've got a re- wrestler and Vin Diesel playing characters in it, which is. Hey, so, hey, hey. You be very, very careful what you say about those two specific actors of the highest quality. Uh huh. If, um, if you're referring to the man, the mountain, the rock, and you're talking about Vin no. Diesel. The Rock's not in it. Isn't The Rock in it? I thought you were no. in it. No, not well, that's right. You can slate the wrestler as much as you want then. Oh, that's really. Vin Diesel? You can't be doing Vin Diesel. Hey, luckily, luckily, he isn't doing anything, so it's fine. Um, the it, this is quite a, a this is quite a tough thing for Marvel to do. They've basically thrown people deep, kind of feet first, deep end of the cosmic universe of Marvel. Which, as everyone tells you, is fucking bonkers compared to the rest yep. of anything else. Yep. It's ridiculous. And they don't dick around. They throw you straight in. Um, lots of um, 1980s music is uh, synced with it, which I don't want to kind of ruin the whole thing behind that. Um, you're been the entire time saying, what's going on here? And I, the only thing I'll say about it that I can... That, it's it's only independent adventure. Almost watching any other stuff is not going to help you in this at all, really. There is a slight crossover, um, a lot less than I was expecting, considering I, I know what's going to happen in the Avengers three and two and whatever else they're doing. Um, I thought there'd be more lead. There was a bit of lead into that, but not as much as I thought. They, this is complete. You could go in this completely blind to the other Marvel films. I think um, there's the, the 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 meta story is less affected. Um, it's I th- I it's laugh out loud funny at least a dozen times. Um, awesome. I it wasn't just me around. It was kind of genuine like, oh man, that was wasn't expecting to say something like that or just just the quirks of it. Um, I thought the acting was done really well. One thing that didn't happen, I thought it might do for me. I didn't think that Rocket Raccoon stole the show like I thought he would do. Um, that's probably quite a good thing because he was looking like he was going to be gimmicky you know just like the one thing that was people were going to come out with it was uh, hopefully they managed to get the spread over the whole cast rather than just the raccoon i'd say there's a fairly good spread um the only character is a bit dull which the shame is uh gamora who's um zoe salander's whatever her name is um character that's the green one, isn't it? The green one, yeah. But Drax is green as well, so oh, I, I, she was just a bit. Uh, there wasn't much to her. She was the least gimmicky, I guess, would be the thing. Um, and also, there's some interesting things with the power levels of the characters because they made Drax and Gamora look a bit kind of Captain America strength, mm-hmm. whereas they are monstrously more powerful than that, and it just doesn't. Because cosmic level Marvel makes kind of. The what you've discovered of the Avengers stuff. world yeah. seem like <laughs> lol at you guys, um, you're meaningless, um, and it, it didn't really come across, which could be a good and a bad thing. Um, I thought there's a fantastic, there's some fantastic jokes with Groot, 
um, there's a, a, a scene um, where um, Peter Quill, Star Lord, as he's known, mm-hmm. um, how he's referenced, um, it's just excellent. I, I properly, properly, almost have a little, a little t- a tear of laughter. It was uh, really got me. Come on, it's a big bang there. Um, I'm going to have to go and see it now. Ah, bugger. All right then, I should go and spend some money and sit on my Good. own in a cinema. So now, from so your homework from this this uh, this show is try and do all you can, what you need to sell to play Heroes of the Storm, and sacrifice <laughs> your family to play Goddess of the Galaxy. Yeah, pretty much. Good. Done. Works for me. So what have you been watching then, or oh, reading? As you looks well, like no, reading. I've watched fuck all. Looks like reading. I've fucking done. I don't know. Um, I'm, try, I, I'm trying not to think about the fact you've got a projector because it's just tempting me to get one and I haven't got room for one or oh, any place to amazing. use it. It's amazing. But you don't ever use it. You've met it yourself. No, no, I haven't used it for films. I've been using it for games. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's... I mean, I'm lucky in the sense that I've got the house for it. That room is just... Because it's got, basically it's a five-metre wall. It's a five-metre square room is my lounge with sofas. You've been in it. You know yes. it, right? Yes. So where the telly is and stuff, all I literally have to do is put the telly on the floor and I have uh what is it a one and a half by three meter screen just there ready for me to use are you going to get a proper screen for it do you think instead no no I don't think so I don't need it. Honestly, with my eyes, I wouldn't even fucking know. You would, probably. You'd go, oh, hang on a second, this. I well, no, I'm thinking... Reflective paint on well, there. Yeah, on maybe. Yeah. Whatever it is, you know. But what, for me, well, I'm thinking about more the... It's a bit inconvenient to take your TV down each time. I thought if you have a screen, you can just pull yeah, down. Yeah, but you know. that, that, that will come. Have no fear. Okay. Because what will happen is that the, the TV will be down more than it is up, and then all of a sudden it'll be all... Do you fancy just putting that on the ceiling rather than me having to get the projector out all the time? And then before you know it, it'll just be how we watch TV. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not inconvenient because I rewired everything so it's literally it takes me uh, 10 seconds to get the telly down because it's literally I pop two HDMI cables out pull the plug pop down and this the plug is now and the HDMI is, is they're right at the same place because I've put all, you know the, where the telly plugs into is literally behind where the telly is so it's literally boom 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 lift down so, so with this this newfound cinema experience, what comics did mm. you read? I read lots. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay, fine. T- Comic-wise, um, it's been kind of getting to the culmination of a few series for me. So, um, I I've been wait- I've been really looking forward to the Tomb Raider comics. Um, this is uh, Gail Simone who who writes probably my favourite comic series at the moment. Well, actually, that's like. Cause I, I'll come on to the next one in a bit, but the Red Sonja, the new the new breed of Red Sonja comics, I'm really really enjoying, and Gail mm-hmm. Simone writes those, and she was drafted in to do the Tomb Raider comics, um, kind of a, um, it's set basically between the events of the video game, you know, the the, the reboot video game from last year, and um, what will be Tomb Raider two when it comes out, I guess 2015, everyone's saying. Um, Six issues. Art is just really good. Story is poor. Um, I'm actually, I was really disappointed because I saved these up. It was one of these things, you know, I got each issue and I didn't bother reading it. I put it to one side thinking, no, no, I want to read these in one block. And just a bit disappointed, in all honesty. The story is pretty khaki. Um, oh, really? It doesn't hold together particularly well. Uh, it 
kind of it, it all comes off the back of it starts off and you think, oh, well, they're going to go down this in the same... You know how the, the, the trailer for Tomb Raider 2 came out? We were really excited because she was going through a breakdown and it was all like, ooh. Uh, and it, it starts a bit like you think, oh, this could get quite interesting and then just doesn't. Um, and it, I think part of the reason for that is it fucking harks on about her friends again. So the, the survivors of, of, of the island, um, that silly Sam woman that she rescues, the, the big... All the stereotypes, the, the Mari. Mm. Um, see, they're so memorable, I can't fucking remember them. And you just sit there thinking, I don't care about these characters. They were shit in the video game. No matter how good you are as a writer, you're not going to make me want to care about them in the comic book. You should have given me a Lara adventure where it was the next step, or if she's got to go revisit what happened on the island, do it some. don't bring those characters back into it. For God's sake, they were awful. So, um, yeah, if you want those, Beastie, you can fucking have them. I'll post them down to you, mate, and you can make your own mind up. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I mean, I do read quite a lot of comments. I, don't, I generally can't be bothered to comment on them because I read so many, I get kind of yeah, lost yeah. in what I've been reading and what story arcs what, and I end up having to kind of read what happened last issue and kind of try and catch up as I go. Mm. Um, we have very little comic book crossover, um, considering we both... It does seem to be that. I mean, I'm, I'm a new convert to comics, so that might change in, in time. Uh, just to start, I mean, you definitely get involved with different brands of stuff. I mean, automatically, oh, that's a video game thing. I'd completely avoid it as a standard rule. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though I think you've enjoyed The Witcher and you're going to uh, mention that. The Witcher that. Is, is probably my favourite comic series ever. Just It's just this, this is a set of five um, Witcher comics that have just been released and probably my favourite comic. I can't believe they're that good. I just find that... Uh, just, you might yeah. not be... You've also got to remember that I'm quite invested in The Witcher. Um, I, I've read all the books. I love the, um, the, the the computer games. It was quite interesting. I was reading a review of the comic and someone was going on about how, um, you know, they don't... The, the comics the comics tie into the universe of the video game completely neglecting the fact there's an entire fucking book heritage behind mm. these things. Um but this this is just written um i think one of the things i really like about the witcher and why why i don't get bored of it very much is that no matter what this particular ip gets transmuted into it 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 always holds true there's such a vein of um consistency throughout each project so the books that's where it all comes from, and they've, they're consistently good. And the characters, you know, the, the, they're really, you know, there's no, there's not been a weak book yet. Um, the video games continue that same love of the series, if you like. That's the only way I can really describe it. They, they, they honour it by not fucking with the law. They, the characterization is spot on. It's absolutely perfect. They don't, you know, they, you'd be, they'd be tempted almost in a, in a commercial video game to sort of make. Geralt more of a hero figure for example and they don't do that they don't shy away from making him an amoral bastard at times um, and the comics um, there, there, was, there, was, there was other comics as well they've done previously which are just kind of like one-offs and stuff This is, I think this is the first series that I, I know of and the comic story is the art is, is good and it suits, suits it and the story is perfect and the characterization is just 
it's just you know that's how I think he should be. That's how, and it, because I've invested quite a lot of myself into it and my time and reading and things like that. But because the consistency has been there throughout everything they've they've done in the Witcher universe, it's exactly how I imagine him to be, and what he's doing is right. Do you know what I mean? It just it, they're they're really really good. If you're not as invested into the series. Which I'm in, in no um, which, way. Which not. you probably won't be. No. It, it, it might just might not be your thing whatsoever. Um, you might think um, this is weird, <laughs> and there's you know it might not be your thing. But for me, um, really, really enjoy. And there are there are certain you know there for example you know how everyone has kind of like comic state yeah you know, your favourite comic series ever or whatever or mm. comics that particularly resonate with you. So for example, there's a for me, there's there's always been um, there was a Strontum dog. Do you remember Strontum dog from 2000 AD? Oh no, I, to be honest, I've never I've really struggled. Uh, okay, with British well there, there was there was there was literally one. There was a set that they did for him where he basically he play, he kind of it was one set, and I just remember it very very well. I remember all the story arcs where he he basically goes down and gets involved in a competition where it's the kind of a last man standing mercenary thing. And it's the greatest criminals in the, that universe, and and, what, and I remember it very, very well. It's one of those that stands out. Um, and a lot of the comics I'm reading at the moment are starting to resonate with me in that same way. And this Witcher series is one of them. Some of the fables storylines are doing the same thing for me. Um, okay. Because some of the fables, well, some of them are kind of like meh, 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 but there's some quite strong. Just like not one, not necessarily one-offs, but just the short, you know, the stories within the arc, if you kind of like where they actually resonate quite nicely with me as well. I think oh, I'll probably end up remembering that one for longer than it takes me. You know, Saga, for example, it's another one where I know I'll probably remember those comics for a long time rather than just merging them into something else. So, um, yeah, I don't know, but I, I'm, our comic path does tend to deviate quite, quite massively, which is great, I think. Yeah, you, no, you know, I, I, uh, certainly no concerns for me. It's, it's, it's quite a large variety of comics out there, there's no doubt about it. Oh, it's going to get. And the thing is, with me just getting into it, it's it's. I have a small pool to start with, and I'm sure I will diversify as as, as time goes on. But at the moment, it's kind of like you know, I go into my comic shop. I can only really afford to keep a set of three or four singles going at any one time. Otherwise, it's going to just get ridiculously expensive, yeah. and I might have to tie that down at some point. So, um, yeah. So very briefly, the last one. Um, well, the last the last kind of comic is that the star wars rebel heist series which is a set of four comics um which is notable because of the last ones that dark horse will be doing because they've lost the license for the star trek universe um and it's it's just a really good if anyone's into star wars and uh, you should pick these up these these are these are um, it, it follows the four main characters han um chewy leia luke um each each one kind of focuses on that character as they as they prep for the the, the rebel heist, uh, told from the perspective of an outsider. Um, in each in each different one, it's it's the person they kind of bump into that helps them with their part of the the, the heist, if you like. Okay. I can't really say much more about it, but the storytelling is very good. The art's good. Um, it's just a nice kind of short series. Um, if you're into Star Wars. That, yeah, no reason why you shouldn't pick it up. Very good. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, go on. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 again, I've See, always I had, like Dark Horse stuff, so that's. I've cool. always had a mixed thing that started as a 
as a person who's a big fan of Star Wars, it can be. I've always had a very mixed experience with the kind of uh, outside stuff. Some of I like, some I've not liked at all. So again, I always take stuff like very cautiously before I go into it. The problem with that is there's so much of it. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the problem, isn't it? Because it's just like you look at. I go into the, the the comic shop and it's like the amount of Star Wars and and the different arcs and the different stuff. And you just sit there thinking, where do I even fucking start? There's so much of this shit. Yeah, that's true. Um, that you, you know, there are, there are gems in there, I'm sure, somewhere. Um, <laughs> but trying to dig them well, out and all the rest of the crap is uh, is, is difficult. Um, and then, last but not least, I've been getting back into my Dresden files, which I might have mentioned briefly before. I, you have, yeah. Um, for those who don't know, Dresden Files is a book by Jim. Well, book. It's a series of book by Jim Butcher. He also did a, a strangely enough, an ill-fated. 13 episode series which got cancelled probably by Fox I can't remember nice um, so just that you know there's a, there's another series which kind of followed the same path but um, and I really enjoyed it actually really enjoyed the Dresden Files TV series I think it was great um, yeah strange enough got cancelled um, and these books I went through a period of just mainlining them and that they are they are pretty much pulp fiction it's basically about uh, a wizard um, in New York present day um <laughs> And he's basically a wizard for hire. And, and the book started off really promisingly. They were kind of like, um, uh, kind of film noir um, pastiches, really. They, 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 you know, it's all told in that kind of first person, um, you know, she rolled her eyes at me, I rolled them back kind of style. Not right. Quite like that, not quite that blatant, but he plays, you know, Dresden is a, is a wisecracking kind of private investigator, wizard for hire, if you like. Um and it, each each book was basically a kind of a murder mystery, but with an element of the supernatural stroke. Okay. Uh, and but either I'm not really selling it very well, but they they <laughs> I, I really enjoyed them. But unfortunately, by book ten, um, they were getting a little samey. Mm. Um, so the first the first three four books were really good. They were they were literally just like murder mysteries, you know, and they they worked really well in the off their own back and stuff. And there was overarching arc, fine, yep, great, lovely. And then he started getting more into his kind of um, the battle between the White Council, which is the wizards, and the Red Court, which are kind of vampires. And then he put werewolves in and all this sort of stuff. And you're thinking, oh, God. And it started to get a bit too big. It started to be about global warfare rather than quite nice little kind of crime mystery type things. Yeah, yeah. And the, I guess, but that's always the nature, isn't it? As things go on, they've got to kind of expand to... Possibly, but, you know... I don't know. Either way, the, the, and also the books themselves started to be basically it would it would start off with something happening, Dresden going out, meeting the main boss about halfway through, losing, going off to lick his wounds, and then coming back in the final instalment to you know paste this boss all over the place or he's find out his weak spots or yeah. something like that. It was and it kind of followed. So I stopped reading them, um, and then. Uh, I think I had it was part of a sale or something. I picked uh, up Changes, which I think is book eleven or twelve in the series, which is the last one I I kind of left on, and um, downloaded that and read it on my iPad. And I read it in a day because um, I could. Uh, I had a day off and it was just like, oh, I really knackered from work. First day off, uh, kids with my mum, great brilliant whole day off and i read i mainlined it in about six hours and really really enjoyed it again um same thing you know it's the same thing it was i think just because i've had a break of it for six years and i've come back to it well yeah that does help 
having a bit of a gap can often make these things. Oh yes, I've really enjoyed this. So I mean, I, I would say if anybody's interested in that kind of premise, uh, by God, yeah, absolutely go and buy the first two or three books. Judge it on that. Um, possibly just don't read them one after the other, after the other, after the other, after because you will just get sick of them. Um, but yeah, space them out a bit, and you'll, you'll probably quite like them. I, I really enjoy them. I've just they've actually just released um, a comic series of the Dresden Files as well, um, which is on episode, which is on. Uh, I think the, the third one gets released this week, I think. Um, so I'm reading through those, and they're quite good. Uh, um, again, his universe has expanded so much; it's a very different place from where it was in the first couple of. Okay. Couple of books, so. right, right, right. But um, yeah, so that's that's it basically. Um, all books, no 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 films yet, but. Um, Hopefully that'll change this week. Could be, could be. I'm excited to see what you think. So we're on about our two-hour mark. So should we rattle through the rest of it like we normally do? Yes, for the best. Go um, news. So several things have popped up that I thought were interesting. Um, one of these things could take quite a while to talk about, so I'll leave that till last. What I thought was interesting, I saw pop up today, was um, Bioshock 1, after a Bioshock iOS. Infinite, he's probably coming on iOS. Yeah, I read about this too. I can't see how this can work and be good. No, and I think that's kind of the general premise. It's it's amazing in many ways that it can be done, in you know, in the sense that it is... Yes. You talk about a tablet and you're talking about getting a game of that type onto... But then the game is... Getting on the bit. Six years, seven, six, seven years old now. I can't remember. So you know, fair enough. But it's going to control like a bitch, isn't it? You would have thought so. I mean, it's there's... going to be controlling with pressing your thumbs on the screen. And... It's kind of thing I'll just buy just to see what happens. If that makes sense. Oh, I don't know about buying it. Well, I imagine it's going to be a purchase, isn't it? It's going to be a purchase. Well, no, no, it? it will be. It will be a purchase. I know. I'm not sure I can bring myself to do that. Because um, I just, it's going to be another one of those install it and play it for 10 minutes and go, ah, oh, it handles like a bitch and then just not play it. Yeah, I have no doubt that'll probably happen, but um, it's, it is interesting how the, the, the kind of, whenever we talk about tablets being X powerful compared to Y console and everything else, but um, I'm intrigued by what might happen with this, but I'm not in any way hopeful that it won't no, be I would like to read horrible. more about it, because obviously they're going to have to tone it down. I wonder if they've cut it out or they've simplified it or you know whether they they've taken out like if they take if it's a direct port, could be interesting. But I yeah, can't. Oh, be, well yeah maybe maybe so. All right. Yeah, we'll see. Um, another thing that this is just a rumor, but it's been getting picked up on news sites. Um, that Windows Nine, which is uh, suggested it might be out early next year, which is kind of Windows eight point three or something, however they're calling it. Um. Basically, taking away the horrible um, tiles. Tiles. Yeah. Um, well, give you a choice of, should we say? Uh. Um, might be free if you upgrade from Vista, Windows Seven, and XP. Um, Interesting. Uh, Windows 8 apparently has already been rumored that might happen anyway. Um, I mean, it's just a rumor, but it's going around there. It's getting picked up quite Why? broadly. Um, Why are they? Do it. That's kind of what Apple have done the last couple of updates. But what what's what's in it for Microsoft? I mean, obviously um, they want to cement themselves in the market as the main provider. But are they under any serious threat? I mean, Apple, I suppose. But um, what's in it for them is they probably have cottoned on the fact that 
if you want a pirate officer in system, they can do. Um, uh, if this was probably depends it applies. I doubt this will be free for businesses. I imagine it'll be free for, for uh, personal consumer. Um, and I imagine that um, the goal is to get people to be using their Microsoft Store to buy stuff to get that kind of Apple level of ownership. Okay. Apple Store stuff. That's good why luck I... with that, Microsoft. Well, that's why. Th- but they'll have to do a damn side bet <laughs> right now. You're right. They will. Um, but you know what? If Windows, if, works, if Windows Nine basically has all the under the bonnet stuff, Windows Eight has it's quicker and more efficient, and yeah, none of the shit so that makes it yeah, fucking horrible. Yeah. yeah. Then I'll be fine with it. Um, oh, I uh, hate the fact that my Mrs. Laptop that she bought, you have to log into it. With your Windows password, really? it won't let, yeah, it's a bitch. Oh, oh yeah, it's got that kind of. Yeah. Oh, it's real. I don't want it. Just turn on. Be there with my desktop. Oh. Yeah, no, I agree. Anyway, okay, so that's cool. So the main piece of news that you wanted to talk about. Well, I don't, I, I don't know what I think of this. Whether I want to care or even bitch or make some kind of flippant, beastie-like comment. Um, so earlier this week or last week, whenever it was, um, where is it? it was early this week, Monday now. So last week, um, EA announced that they're offering their own um, subscription service for their games. Okay. Um, now it's been compared to um, PlayStation Plus. Uh, PlayStation Plus been compared to Netflix and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the price that is being suggested, I think I've seen it actually given us a UK price of three pounds ninety nine for a month, some monthly yep. plays. Um, and it's, they're saying it's going to be there'll be or AAA games. Or thirty pounds a year, mm-hmm. um, and they say there'll be uh, AAA games included in that, and so I think they've confirmed that there's for... four, I believe. Yes. So the current ones are going to get FIFA 14, which is kind of out of date now. Um, with FIFA 15, probably. Just... I just traded mine in for twenty five quid on Amazon. Oh really? I have to get of that. If you're going to do it, go do it now. Yeah. Um, uh, Madden. Pff, who cares? Um, <gasps> yeah. Go on. Oh, ridiculous American football. Peggle 2. Mm, okay. Why? Yeah, okay. Um, and Battlefield 4. Oh, which just again. Just trying to give away everywhere, aren't they? Well, I mean, I presume what they've done here is work out how much they actually sell of each unit and then divided it by what they might get from that money on a regular basis. Because mm-hmm. um, those games are often killing toward the end of the life cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, I have zero interest in this, personally. Because okay, you've got zero interest in it. For me, I look at that and I think actually they're, they're talking about eighteen pound a year rather than thirty. So say say twenty twenty five quid a year, whatever. For me, that's an absolute bargain because okay, yeah, these are they're coming to the end of their life. Well, Madam NFL twenty, yeah, okay, uh, they are, but they're gonna. It depends whether they're adding to this or not. So you know, there are lots of questions about what's going to be the pool of games that are available to you. So currently, you've just got those four. Uh, Battlefield, Peggle 2, NFL, FIFA. Great. For me, £25 a year to be able to dip into FIFA or Madden or, you know, Battlefield would get me going fine. But, I, you know, I spend, I spent 40, 50, £45 or whatever it was on FIFA 14, played it for a bit, didn't play it again for ages, played it again for a couple of days and didn't play it ever again. So for me, that's, that, that's, that's lovely. But they'd have to add a few more games into it, obviously, for it to get really... Yeah, I mean... I think it's almost impossible that this would include 
current games, eye games that aren't at the end of the life cycle. All those games are there, I'd say, at the end of their life cycle, one way or the other. They're not <laughs> Do you new think games. So? Battlefield 4 is. Yeah. Because Hardline's coming, but I haven't spoken yeah, to anybody I know yet who's going to buy it. The point is, if you're always interested in Battlefield 4, I'd have picked it up within the first no, month of release. Absolutely, yeah, and I, and I get that. I, I the point also have... is now that I could sell Battlefield 4 and just have this. Okay, I'm only going to keep the keep keep it for as long as my subscription lasts until they pull it or whatever. But you know, I'm not saying it's you know there, there are not there are lots of questions to be answered about what what's going to be the pull. So you know, for example, if they said it's going to give me um, after you know, say say NF say, okay, say FIFA 15 mm-hmm. launches in well August September say, mm-hmm. which always does. Um, let's say they said that with with EA with EA Access, as they're calling it, um, three months after launch, you'll get that game. Mm-hmm. So, so, so January, I'm going to get FIFA 15. I'd be happy with that. You know, because I could dip into that, play it, play it through till, you know, the next one comes out and then three months after that, I'll get FIFA 16, whatever. You know, that, that would be fine because it means I get to dip into everything from NFL to NHL to NBA if I wanted to, for example. You know, obviously they're going to have to have some kind of timed exclusivity on it. So if Dragon Age comes out, we're not all just playing it on EA Access that some people will go out there and say, I don't want to wait three months, I'm going to buy it. Yeah, I'm, I'm I not... I can't com- see a downside. What's the downside? Well, there's two downsides. Go on. Firstly, I don't want to wait four months for a game that's coming out. <laughs> but these these aren't okay. You, if you're a FIFA fan, you'll you'll buy FIFA. But for yeah. someone like me who's who's more casual with the sporting thing, who wants to, you know, you you say, John, do you want to play FIFA? You know, next next week, I'll go. Uh, yeah, I'll dig it out from my stack. I'll put it on for one night. And then I'll put it away again until somebody else asks me. You know what I mean? It's it's one of those. It's the game that is seldom in my drive. Is a yearly occurrence. No, Brent. If you're a fan, yeah, you're going to buy it, and that's what they're banking on. I suppose. Yeah, I I think it's formed for a particular niche of person. If I'm honest with you, I am that niche. Potentially, you are. Mm-hmm. Um, however, what would we do if I said to you? Oh, um, Activision are doing that as well now, and so are Ubisoft. And but, so but are... it's, it's the same thing with you know you choose your TV provider. So you know in the states where you've got your Hulu, your Netflix, your Amazon, your, you know whatever, you pay for the content you want. And if if for example which Activision is, which, are dishing in all honesty, out, which is exactly what I do now. If I want a game by many wilders, buy it. Yeah, I pay for content I want. I, I for me for, for me. This is the thin end, thin end of it, but yep. my concern would be that I mean it's already getting a little bit out of control with the TV streaming services. Yeah, slightly. Um, and I'm like kind of well, Prime's been cancelled. I'm still using it. I felt it was too much to offer the TV yeah, service I'm, as I'm, well. Yeah, I, I still mind. got it. As soon it. as they upped the price, I was like, I'm out. Exactly, exactly. That's exactly what I did. Um, it was quite a big uplift as well. It was. A big I know. Uplift. We, I know. We discussed also, it before. If I wanted love, love film, I'd have fucking had love film. You know. Well, I cancelled my love film, and then I got fucking, like, delivered to me. I'm like, no, 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 fuck you. (laughs) Um, I'm very concerned that this is going to be the way of a a non-ownership future. Yeah. Um, And, frankly, that can fuck right off. Because watching a film once is one thing. And that's absolutely fine with me. Mm -hmm. But the games that I play regularly, Uh or the games that I enjoy, I've really enjoyed, 
I didn't just play once, I didn't just play for a year. And the idea of then you put that money into it and oh no, you've got to keep subscribing. You can't you can't keep can't keep playing the game. It, it depends because again, like you say, this is this is three ninety nine a month. Okay. Now you take somebody like me who tends to play a game once and never play it again. Mm-hmm. There are very, very few games I will go back to. Very, very few. Um Broken Sword series would be one. Um free space that kind of thing so that there 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 are a few mainly adventure games actually um that i will go back to mainly story driven games um once the latest iteration of battlefield comes out i don't go back and play battlefield 2 i don't go back and play battlefield 3 that doesn't but also you have no but also you have no means to do anything with that i i no no i I, and i get that but i'm I guess i'm saying it depends what they decide as you just said you sold for 14 for 25 quid yeah absolutely yeah um but they give If they give you some stability and they say, for example, okay, admittedly, they can only give you so much. So, you know, if EA goes bankrupt, then you're fucked. Okay, yes. fair enough. But they're giving you a choice. So long as they continue to give you the choice of you can subscribe to this service. If you really like the game, you can buy it. And that's that's your ownership there for that particular game. Fine. If you really, if there's an experience you love so much, you think, I want to buy this to future-proof it, great. For me... For most most games, it's like I play it through once, I play it for that certain period of time, and I ditch it off and I move on to the next thing. Also, you don't know how long these. So, for example, let's say they brought out a Broken Sword game on EA. EA you know, EA brings out Broken Sword Six, and I play it through and I love it. And I think, oh damn it, you know, if I drop my EA access, if I think to myself, oh, in a year's time, I really want to replay that, I sign up for three pound a month or whatever it is, three ninety nine. And I play it again. It's cost me four quid. Well, now over the space. Now we now we don't know. We don't know how this is working in that regard. They've announced four games. They've not really explained how they're going to manage it at all. No, but if you're talking about the same thing, you know, you're saying this is a thin end of a wedge, and it might turn into something where each developer has their own subscription service, or each publisher, sorry, has their own subscription service, and you know, you sign up to that publisher and that's the level of access you get you would assume if you're going down that they would offer the, the the entire pool on the pacific console of whatever let's say it goes down that line then you can just re-sign up and do it. I, I don't really have too much of an issue. I, I i'm would, very i'm very relaxed was, around the the idea of ownership of digital media most that things. um I, I mean i'm not getting on the ad bandwagon of i think he's definitely <laughs> on the extreme level of um uh, thing about ownership or whatever else, um, one extreme or the other. Uh, whereas John seems to not care um, as much. But the for a start, when those games are really going to come out? Is it going to be three months afterwards? Is it going to be six months afterwards? This indicates to me uh, it's going to be right. It could be good a year. It afterwards. might. It might be right. It then might, how many games are included in it? Then. They mentioned all the catalogue in there. There's no way that, that, that all the catalogue is going to be for three ninety nine a month. No chance of that at all. So all of a sudden, what I don't want to be having to pay out is fifty quid a month just to play the games I want to play. Um, and I, so for me, the service is like okay, could be interesting. Um, I mean, it looks like it's just Xbox One for now. It is. Um, yeah. So I mean, we, they'll, they'll test better. It's just a nice closed system they can keep an eye on. I, I don't know. It's it's an interesting one to me. We all knew they were going to go down. You know, developers and publishers were looking to go down this line at some point to see if subscription services would take off. Um, 
you know, it's the same thing PlayStation Now's looking at doing. You know, sign up and get access oh, that's, to the that's, whole back catalogue. And that also sounds terribly expensive. It does. Expensive. It, depends, it depends. You know, I've got no interest in that sort of thing because it's more about getting hold of historical stuff. And I'm with pixels. And I'm shit. not that person. You know. Yeah. Exactly. I don't give a. You know, sorry, I don't, I don't want to go back. I don't care how good Chrono Trigger was. I look at it and go, no, sorry, don't want to know. I, I, I just know me. I wouldn't play it, um, and that's because I've got no history with that game. Um, give me Free Space Two, <laughs> over that shit. But very different stuff. So I don't know. Uh, it'll be interesting where it goes. I know what you're saying. They need to come out with more details about what the pool. It seems very much like a beta or even an alpha. You know, let's let's test the bed, see who wants to go. With those games now, if they, I'm amazed they didn't wait a little, a month. So FIFA 15, FIFA, you know, FIFA 15, um, NFL 26, whatever it is, whatever. When they come out and say, okay, look. If you sign up for a year, you get. Oh, I'm never going to bloody do that. But honestly, on a three-month time basis, the the reason that I'm very skeptical about this is the big titles there, which they are covering this, and FIFA and Battlefield. Battlefield's comedically small compared to FIFA. Um, Oh yeah. EA would not exist if it wasn't for the success of FIFA as a brand. Um, That is why I'm very cynical about this ever being that good or that up to date. Offering FIFA 14 now, even the stage where I'm going, I might as well sell it, really, because FIFA 15 will be out in a month. They'll give me a break, so I'm not playing the damn, same damn game constantly. Um, uh, there's no way they'll do it. The, if you look at the charts, if you look at where FIFA is, you're like, FIFA's still in the charts. How, yeah, how yeah. on earth are you still doing it? That, yeah. that is their golden goose for now. And Yeah, they, I think there's, there's lots of questions, but I think... I think we have to face up to the fact that it's going to go down this line. TV's already going down this line with the streaming services we've got. A lot of people ask, okay, my, our network is a very closed network. We are all gamers. We are all fairly tech savvy. A lot of us use things like Netflix, Now, whatever, um, Love Film. You know, so yeah. we're, we're getting more and more used to it. It's, no doubt it's going to go. It, it interests me because it, it signposts where people, where the developers and publishers are thinking they can take this. I think EA will need to for someone to. I mean, it's a cheap fucking price though. If you're talking about eighteen, twenty quid a year, yeah, yeah. is last year's stock or six month old stock or whatever. If they could promise you that you know all EA titles will be in this pool, but they'll be six months after release, I would still be tempted by that. I've got enough games in my library to last me six months before Dragon Age Inquisition, you know, even if it launches six months later. So yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, you know. well, see so here it goes. I'm I'm mixed on it, but I I, I do approach it with a bit of kind of fear of the of uh, I, d- yeah, I don't yeah, I don't uh, want to be spending sixty quid a month on um, having to borrow my me my games. Do you ever tell you that? I don't pay that much money, That's and <laughs> and again, they're not that I'm I've not bought into. Fox's streaming package, uh, and then you know, oh, there's Paramount streaming. That's why I'm more concerned uh, about I would this. Never sign the Fox's but you bastards. understand my point. This is not it, it, this is not Steam doing a streaming service where these are massive catalog games with a variety of things. How much did you pay for a Steam streaming? I, I, I didn't. I own every single game on Steam. It feels like so it makes a little difference. But <laughs> um, but you know what I mean. You're talking yeah. about one 
one publisher and then you apply that by the 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 big four or five or and then you've got the small i just oh, yeah. Ah. yeah i get it i get it all right okay well uh we've been going for a shockingly two and a half hour show nearly um <laughs> best push through um so into the outro into the outro, I like that. Okay, um, so come follow us on Facebook, Mature Gamer Podcast. Um, you can email us at mgpbits at maturegamerpodcast.com. I do get the emails. I have problems responding to them, but I do get them. Um, otherwise, the main the main way to reach us, and we do like you talking to us. It's always nice to get feedback. I was saying last week, one of the nice things about MGPX was actually getting feedback from people who would come up and say they really like the show. Other people came up and said they didn't but okay did they really um, did they really no, they didn't no okay. I mean, anybody can't say they didn't like i don't think it's probably because clark is huge and it was just like no one gonna fucking say that to me. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah um you can reach us all mgp bits is the twitter for for, for, for mgp bits and i'm at vimes 74 and i'm at beastie tweet are you still at beastie tweet oh, well i'm there vaguely. you haven't tweeted for ages but the game what would with Gamescom coming up, we're expecting much more out of Beastly Tweet. I will, um, I will send some stuff around. So uh, on, on, on that, um, that their Twitter. Um, Lovely. Uh, next week, I imagine. Lovely, awesome. Well, hopefully, this two and a half hour epic podcast will be enough to tide you through till till the uh, till next week. Uh, yeah, just, case, will... who's going to be on next week? That's the horrors. John, oh. his trips, trips of being abroad. Probably me again when I talk about my my ending of VSO because I hit level ten. I'll probably be mm. about it and back to Dota and I racing again. <laughs> Jobs are good. Jobs are good. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening, and um, some of us will see you next week. Ta-ra. Bye.